us now. Settings, can you hear Hello. us now? I believe that you can hear us now. Hi. Hello. Welcome to the Monty Show. Can you hear us now? Uh, sounds like when they're announcing bad when they're announcing bad weather on the radio. Do you can know you sign hear language? Hear us now. I only know one piece of sign language, and you don't want to see that. Trust me. Uh, not this early. All right. Well, are we going to have to yeah, do the just whole thing? The show. Monty in the morning. Hey, the show. Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning. Eh, shut up. It is the Monty Show presented by The Advocates, <laughs> theadvocates.com. Uh, thanks for sh- hanging in there with us. Sorry if we had audio issues. Um, there is no way, and a lot of people ask us about this. Why don't you fix it before the show, bro? There's no way for us to test yeah, that. Yeah, because we rolled out on the show and said, yeah, we want the show to be static. Yeah, you know, nobody will watch a show. Anyway, all right, so let's talk Utah Jazz basketball. The Jazz win last night. Um, they sweep both games from New Orleans in this home-at-home thing, two-game series that seems to be popular in the NBA these days. And Jordan Clarkson has 39 points while doing it. Are the Utah Jazz trading Jordan Clarkson? I think it's a really fascinating conversation because Jake and I were talking about it, and we I know we've had this conversation a thousand times, but is Jordan Clarkson a number one? Is Jordan Clarkson a guy where you're like, yep, that's our dude. He's number one. Is that a guy where you're like, yeah, he's our alpha? Because I don't think he's that guy. And I know that the Jazz are hesitant. Um, A Jazz source telling me yesterday that the Jazz are not open for business on Jordan Clarkson and that it is doubtful that Ryan Smith would trade Jordan Clarkson, which, again, I say, if you're Ryan Smith, you should stay out of the who should we trade business. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're You're not not that guy. It's why Danny Ainge is here. But I think it's a really important question, Jake. If you're the Jazz, would you trade Jordan Clarkson? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think that I would necessarily trade him like just for the sake of it, or just because he's a, a high value guy on the roster. But, but again, I'm the guy that says, hey, if you want Jordan Clarkson, here's the price. You know, like if I'm going to trade Jordan Clarkson, I'm going to need a pretty heavy package because I think that this team uses him obviously on a nightly basis in a pretty heavy role. So if you're going to trade one of those guys that you're using heavily, then yeah, you're going to need to get a lot of value out of that. So to me, I've never been a big fan of saying, well, we'll never trade this guy or this guy's untouchable or, or this guy just isn't available because it's just not true. I mean, if someone came to the jazz and said, we'll give you LeBron for Jordan Clarkson, you're going to make that trade, right? Well, then that means he is available before a price. And so to me, it's like, no, the jazz, I, I probably wouldn't be actively trying to initiate Jordan Clarkson trades, but if someone called me and had a decent trade package, I'd listen. You know, I would definitely listen, but I would probably try to get them onto somebody else. Yeah. That's that's what I would try to do. But again, this is the conundrum for the Jazz that they're going to find themselves in. Like, teams are going to call, and they're going to know what deal they want to do, and Danny's just going to have to decide, hey, do I want to do this deal or not? And, okay, yeah, great, you're calling me about this guy. Cool, this is what you would need to add to the package. This is what you would need to add to the deal for me to feel good about the package. By the way, by the way. Yeah. Um, are you seeing like, like, do you see what stream? I think our, our software got updated. 
Yeah, I'm yeah, gonna I say think, our I think that's what look the at issue. those fades. Yeah, like, what is us. the story that's here? Us. That's them. What is the story here? Okay. Wow. Okay. Um, but if you look at uh, cinnamon roll, cinnamon roll says I live in Manila and Syracuse up in Davis County. Trade JC and I'm moving out of the state. Hey guys. Like, are you are you a fan of that? Like, I, I mean, what? I just don't know. Like, what is the commitment? Is it just that he's a fan favorite? Is it just that you love seeing him in the note? Or like, what is the? Yeah, you I know don't what know. I mean, like, what is? Yeah. It's, it's not like the guy came in and took you to the playoffs. You know, like I love JC. Like I love love his game. Super exciting. I mean, even on the bad nights when he when he has his, you know, we all know those nights where he's four twelve, four thirteen. You know, bad shooting night. Like yeah. guys, guys have those nights, but but like. I don't know. I just, I guess maybe it's because I didn't grow up in Salt Lake and I'm not a diehard jazz fan. Like for me, it's much more of a, uh, Hey, like, you know, he's a contributor. Great. He's someone who gives us 30, 35 minutes a night. And that's just what it is, you know? So again, I'm not married to him, but if you're going to want Jordan Clarkson off my team where he's a staple, you're going to have to give me a lot. Yeah. I have trouble with the idea of trading Jordan Clarkson. I really do. I, I, I think, that they won't do it. I would personally do it. I have no issue trading him. And I think, you know, if we're talking about getting the highest, best use out of guys, Jordan Clarkson, Malik Beasley, again, I was told yesterday by an NBA source that Malik Beasley is by far the most uh, in-demand Utah Jazz man. And I mean, obviously, a lot of fans know that the Jazz have the number one bench scoring unit in the NBA. And who's their leading bench scorer? Well, it's Malik Beasley. And I totally understand that. But that doesn't mean that you hang on to Malik Beasley because when you're a team that teeters on the brink of 500 basketball, you get emotional about guys, right? So you don't do that. But I think the bottom line about this win last night and about this team in general is it's good to be a Utah Jazz fan again. I think if you you go back to the summer and you think about all the consternation and the uncertainty, I mean, you have to be thrilled at this point. This team competes night in and night out. Um, there are stretches where guys like NAW had a terrible night last night. He just did not play well. Jordan Clarkson, I tweeted at one point last night, you live by the Clarkson, you die by the Clarkson because he tends to turn the ball over and he tends to get loose with his handle a little bit. But Jake, that's who Jordan Clarkson is, I think. And I, I think you live with that. I think Jordan Clarkson is the idyllic sixth man. I think he's not a starter. I know we've talked about this on the program as well. Yeah. He's not a starter in my opinion, but Jordan Clarkson's an incredibly valuable player. And I actually think Jordan likes being in Salt Lake City. I think he likes being the center of attention. He is a big freaking deal in this town. Yeah. I mean, we saw him at Ruth's Chris one night uh, with his, with his, what was he driving? A Rolls Royce, I guess, at that yeah. point. Like, I mean, he is, and he, wow, Gazuntai, and he draws a crowd. Like, Jordan Clarkson's a big deal in this town. I think Jazz fans would be pretty upset if you traded him. Now, if you're going to get a a Rudy Gobert package for him, you know, like, you're going to take that, but you're not going to get that for Jordan Clarkson. So I wonder, you know, as Jazz fans, I wonder what the bar is there. But having said that, I mean, you got to feel really good about what you're seeing uh, from Laurie Markkinen on this team, like I, I look at the Utah Jazz and the way they utilized Laurie Markkinen last night, finally featuring him in the fourth quarter with the game on the line, big buckets. That three he hit late in the fourth, yeah, was scintillating. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that you know, obviously, we're seeing we're seeing improvement out of Will Hardy in the in the scheme. I mean, you know, when you when you start to understand that you know, you got to find Laurie late in the game. You, you just have to. He's one of your best players. Like there's like, if you're going to have someone taking shots, it, it should be Laurie 
or JC, in my opinion. I think it was really interesting to me that Alexander Walker got took out late in regulation. Um, I thought it was the right move, you know, honestly. Like, I felt like, you know, you wanted to you wanted to make sure there was enough space on the floor for everybody so you could run your set and, like, do what you need to do. So I thought it was a good adjustment. But I think Will Hardy is starting to show us that it's really not about the guys. It's about what he's trying to do, you know, in, in the situation. So if the situation dictates that they need a three to tie the game, yes. well, yeah, you're probably going to try and feed it to Lori on the perimeter, mainly because he's a seven-footer and he can shoot over guys. So, you know, that opens up options in terms of getting a look. But, you know, the thing that I think this Jazz team really has got to start picking up on is this turnover stuff, man. Like, I see a lot of guys that just commit silly turnovers, like unnecessary don't need to do it type turnovers where like you're you're passing across you're trying to skip past it from the strong side wing to the weak side corner and that pass is just not getting completed in the NBA every every basketball player knows that you don't make that pass you know the the stuff with like JC or NAW or some of these other guys that just dribble into the paint and turn it over they got to clean that up a little bit cuz my feeling is if you clean that up and you and you're just more disciplined about running offense as opposed to trying to make the special play constantly right you're you're gonna give up five seven less points a game but you know the other thing i think it's interesting you bring up turnovers because the other thing that i saw last night again and it it tends to pop up out of nowhere walking the ball up the floor playing slow methodical plotting basketball like and and again tanner Plummer opened the show this morning comment wise uh, which is hey always guys. really, which is always really hey dangerous. Um, and yes, Tanner, we will get to Milf Manor, your favorite TV show, coming up. But he said, "Hey guys, here's a blast from the past. Do you guys even watch jazz games?" No, I don't. I don't think so, dude. I, but, I, obviously not. But you remember like how long we've been talking about, yeah. you know, turnovers and walking the ball up and playing slow. And it is a retro take, but it's true with this team, like. They only had seven fast break points last night. Yeah. For the entire game, the Jazz had seven fast break points. It's not good. I don't understand that <laughs> philosophy where it just feels like at times the Jazz just prefer to play slow. And it takes you back to the Quinn Snyder Utah Jazz teams where you didn't necessarily want to get out and run up the floor with your hair on fire. But there were times where you'd run the fast break and Jordan Clarkson would pull up from three when he was on a fast break, right? Yeah, like, yeah. it's interesting to me how philosophically this team is supposedly different, but they tend to fall back into those what feel like old habits of playing slower basketball. And I'm here to tell you, this team needs, needs to play faster to play better. I think they are better when they are running the floor. I think they are better when they play with their hair on fire. I think they're better because it causes matchup problems. And the more threes this team can shoot, the more... I think games they're going to win. Mm -hmm. The more the ball moves on the break and the quicker you get up the floor, the more assists you rack up. And again, I just point out the minimum bar for this team, in my opinion, is 25 assists. Well, guess what we got last night? I believe they had 21 assists last night and I just feel, or 24 assists last night, excuse me. And a good bit of those came in overtime. That's not enough. And again, I look at the three point numbers last night. Why did they win this game? Because they shot 47 threes and 38%. So I like that you're shooting yeah. you know, near at or about 53s a game. And listening to the Pelicans broadcast last night, 
It was absolutely demoralizing when those threes were going in. When you had Laurie Markkinen make that three in the fourth quarter, that was backbreaking for that team. Yes. So I think you got to play faster, you got to move the ball more, and you got to shoot more threes. Is this the dagger? Absolutely. And I just feel like sometimes you don't feel like the Jazz do that. It's well, weird. I think, I think the other thing that needs to be said, uh, and I completely agree with you, but I, I, and I think something that really contributes to the inconsistency and pace of play is Mike Conley. When Mike Conley is out there, they play. They usually have really consistent pace. Where not to say that he's constantly just running them up the floor and they're constantly right. playing with their hair right. on fire, but but there is this sense of again, and it makes sense because it's Mike Conley. We all know what Mike brings to the brings to it's the floor. It's Mike. It's not Mike Conley. You yeah. just say, listen, I Mike. I watch Holly Rowe on the Jazz broadcast, and she just says Mike. Are people my And we're just we just know that it's Mike Conley. That's pretty much self-explanatory. You know, and she says Larry. Larry. She has trouble saying Larry Markinen. Yeah. And I don't know why. She says Larry. Yeah. But you know, Holly Rowe calls him Mike. Why can't we call him Mike? Yeah. Mike. Mike. Mike Lowry. There was some <laughs> tweets go like Tanner again was hating on uh Holly Rowe last night. Well, what's there to like? <laughs> She's a lovely person and a really nice yeah, lady. Yeah, college football. She's great on college football. Not on basketball. She's dreadful on the jazz broadcast. I'm not here for, oh, this is an Emmy-winning, Emmy award-winning broadcast. No, it's not. No, it's not. Like, I'm not here for Stop. it. Stop. Stop. All right, let's get some of your comments in here on the Utah Jazz as they sweep the Pelicans. Jordan Clarkson, uh, 39 points in a 132-129 overtime win last night. Uh, where are you guys at on the Utah Jazz? And really the question of the morning is, would you trade Jordan Clarkson? Again, I'm told that the Jazz don't particularly have an appetite to do so. Um, and I'm told that Ryan Smith does not want to trade mm. Jordan Clarkson. Is he, is he hands-on? Is he He's hands on when it's convenient? He's hands on when he wants to be hands on as far as basketball ops is concerned. I, I think he's, I would guess, I mean, again, this is behind the scenes stuff. You know, we're not privy to it, but like I would guess based on the things we've heard that he's extremely hands on with the business side of the club, you know, like TV deal type stuff or renovating the building type stuff, stuff that, you know, with all due respect to Ryan, stuff that's going to cost him money, he's hands on with. Right. Which makes sense. Makes I get total that. sense. I get that. Like, you know, and, but I think with the basketball stuff, like specifically the roster, I think Ryan is hands-on when it works for him, when it's convenient. I think Ryan was hands-on with the Joe Ingles situation, and that didn't really work out for him, right? Because Joe tore his ACL, and that, you know, got traded, and that whole yeah. thing happened. Like, you know, with, with Jordan Clarkson, I, I, I think that Ryan Smith... I don't know. Ryan Smith likes to find this middle ground as an owner where he likes to, I feel like because he's a younger guy, he likes to come off as a fan of the club in addition to being the owner as opposed to just sort of being the owner, speaking only when he needs to speak on the club, and and that's it. You know, like most NBA owners, like, hey, who owns, you know, who owns whatever team? Who owns the Timberwolves? I don't know. I couldn't tell off the top of my head. Who owns this club or that club? I don't know. But we know, Ryan, like, Ryan Smith has been very active in the community here. So, like, is he hands-on? Yes, to a certain extent. But I think what he likes to do is he likes to tweet about players and say, we're never trading this guy because he knows that they're a fan favorite. And I think he wants to stay but, positive. And I, I, I am, I am big time team Ryan Smith. Like yeah, I believe sure. in the guy. Yeah. I love the guy as an owner, but he needs to get his, he needs to get in or get out. 
And I think one of the things that's very interesting is this TV contract is going to be a very, very early in his ownership. It is going to be a really big moment. What do you mean by get in or get out? What, when you say that, what do you mean by that? Well, I, I think I want Ryan Smith to be all in on the on the the money printing side of the organization. I, I don't. I it, it does concern me, and I want to make some big deal out of it. But it does concern me to a certain extent that sources at the Jazz and frankly sources around the NBA can you know pretty consistently tell me that Ryan Smith has strong opinions on the basketball team, the makeup of the team. And well, are you involved or are you not? Like there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of clarity on how much input Ryan Smith has. I know that Danny Ainge has autonomy and he can do what he wants to do. I'm just curious. And I, I don't have a real firm grasp on how much Ryan Smith's hands are around the Rudy Gobert trade, the Don trade, how much influence he has over whether this club trades Jordan Clarkson or not. My guess is it's not a lot, but it's enough to make a difference. And if I'm Ryan Smith, I'm taking the Steve Ballmer route. If I'm Ryan Smith, I'm taking the Joe Cy route where I let my basketball guys handle the basketball and I get involved when I need to. But a Ryan Smith defender would say, well, isn't he, isn't he doing that? Isn't he like, I feel like a lot of people say, oh, well, he brought in Danny and he brought in in, in this. Well, look, at, I guys. think, that, and that's a really good point. I'm not saying he's not yeah, doing that. I'm right. not saying he's not doing that. What I think is interesting is around the league, there's varying opinions on how much influence and how much input he has. Yeah, and I think there's very there's varying opinions here. Like, I think there's varying opinions, like, in Salt Lake. I would agree with I, that. I think that people are not sure, you know, if, it, like, it, you know, okay, we know you're the owner, but we're not really sure, like, you know, are you like as an example? Are you in the building every day? Are you someone who is who is in the office every single day? You know, dictating business ops for the club. Are you that kind of owner? Because just the same way, and and I know maybe this is obvious for those of you who know basketball ops and stuff, but just the same way that you can bring in the Dan, Danny Ainge's of the world to run the basketballing side of your club, you can bring in people. Right to run the business side of your basketball organization. Yes, you yes. can do that. You can bring in the Danny Age of accounting if you want to. So my question <laughs> is, like, right? my question is, we don't get to see that That's side, awesome. right? Like, we don't get Buddy the accountant doing press conferences about their P and L sheet. So like like that's my question. How buddy how, yeah, doing press yeah. conferences how, about how, the P and L? How involved is Ryan Smith in? In, in the club, like, yes, you're the owner. Yes, you tweet about the club. Yes, you watch the club. Yes, you're Jake, at basically every Jake, game. Jake, you know, I didn't know that I could love you anymore or any more deeply. You're casual. And then you show up and you roll out with Buddy having a press conference about the PNL. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. Hey, here at Mobetas, uh, we just wanted to bring in uh, Joe Blinkme, uh, who is our, he's our CPA. And here at this press conference, we're only here to talk about the P&L. So let me go ahead and bring in Joe. Yeah. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey <laughs> that's guys. unbelievable. Hey guys. But you see what I mean? We yeah, don't I do. get insight into that side of the organization. So how am I supposed to know? Like, I would guess, like, if you're asking me what I think about it or what I think is probably happening, yeah, I think Ryan Smith has been a lifelong Utah Jazz fan. I think the guy's a tech billionaire. I think he's had a magnificent career 
you know, as an entrepreneur and as a businessman, which is allowed him to buy the club. Look, I know but, I own this janitorial service, but yeah. uh, Javier over here is uh, going to join us to uh, address specifically our inventory of drawstring garbage bag liners. Uh, Javier, go right ahead. Donnie, you're out of your element. A press conference about the PNL. I don't know why that hit the funny Buddy bone. the accountant having a press conference Buddy. about the PNL statement. Buddy the Come accountant. On. Come Love on. Love it. Uh, Neville93 says, good morning, Monty. Yesterday at the stadium was really good night. Let's have a great okay, Friday. Okay, see, but this is another great point. The building is full. I don't yes. want to hear... Come, come this offseason, come free agency, even hell, even come the trade deadline. I don't want to hear you're not making money. I know you spent millions upon millions renovating the building. By the way, looks phenomenal. Oh, it, it is. Incredible. If you haven't been to a jazz game, number one, you should go ahead and give us a like um, and hit subscribe because guys are doing work on that. bro. You, you guys, seriously, we're down to we only need 27 subscription guy people. We need 27 new subscribers a day now to get to 9,000 by the end of the year. So you guys have crushed that. All-time record on likes for one show is 260. I think that's what we said. 262. 262. Okay. So what are we at right now? What's we're the number? At, how are we we are not at 262. Well, yeah. We right, are not right, at right. 262. We are at uh, 30 likes on the dot. Okay. Uh, so if you are here, if you are here, uh, please do go ahead and hit that like button because at 9,000 subs, we're going to take you plus one to a jazz game to see the Cleveland Cavaliers. To see the renovated building. By the way, those tickets are going to be about $2,000. We, uh, we were looking at tickets yesterday because so we're getting closer. We need the money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but give us a thumbs up and a like. If you haven't been to a jazz game this year, you're missing out. I mean, what Ryan and the club have done with the building for the All-Star game the new Jumbotron, um, you know, we were in the Toyota Club, but all the different clubs, um, the seating, the entertainment, the concourse, the food, the beverage, like it is a spectacular venue. It is a great place to watch a basketball game. Um, I agree with you. I, the, the revenue stream, especially with the building being full. I, and again, I'm just going to tell you, I'm, 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 I'm into the black and yellow uniform. Yeah, I am into the black and yellow uniform. I am into the new jazz logo. I like the simplicity of it. I hate the white uniform. I yeah. don't ever wear it again, please. Um, but because it's garbage, the black and yellow, I'm into it. The yellow, I'm getting into it. Yeah, I'll never get into the white. The Honestly, purple speaks for itself. Yeah, they and they had the mountain on last night. Yeah. It's all right. I don't but love this incarnation is, of the purple. Dude, my point just is, is that you're making money. The club is making money, and and if you want to say okay. Buddy, the accountant's telling us we're digging out of some debt. Okay, I get that. I get that. I can respect that. But but I guess I just don't want to hear that, hey, we brought in Danny Ainge. We went through this rebrand. We weren't very good for two years. And now we don't have a lot of money. Because that's just not true. Yeah. I just don't buy that. Yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, Gage Carter says, good morning. Love to see the Jazz overcome a 13-point deficit to win an OT. Something I don't think in years past they would have done. Uh, Kurt Meyer says, good morning. Great win for the Jazz. Jaron comes off the plane in New Mexico in an ankle boot. Yeah, Kalani yeah. as much said he's not going to yeah. he's not going to play. Uh, Kurt Myers also says, Tanner, unfortunately, I listen to the ja on the Jazz app because, as you know, the Jazz are tanking for Volkswagen. Sorry, I thought you said the Jazz were tanking for Volkswagen. Yeah, who doesn't want a Passat? <laughs> uh, the point is, you, you're the guy, you're the one who listens on the Jazz app. Um, and then Tanner, of course, ripped David Locke, which I don't understand. Right. Because David, I mean, David's, 
David is David. I mean, he is dude, a unique he's, voice. He's in the, he, dude, David Locke does good work for what he's asked to do. Yeah. It's, it's not like, like I, I, I love the assertion that, oh, well, David Locke doesn't do this well or do that well. Dude, he works for the club. He's doing what they're asking him to do. Like, it's very simple. Anthony Cornell says, someone explain to me why John Collins is so much better than Vando. Also factor in the fact that he's making literally half and why this makes sense of a good trade. Vando has more heart. You have no idea what John Collins' heart is. See, this is what I don't go too far. Yeah. If you don't like John Collins, okay, cool. That's fine. But what, what gives you the, what gives you the right to question his heart? Yeah. Like, I mean, the guy plays hard right now, by, by the, the way, way, he's still hurt. And by the way, the teams he's been on have been to the playoffs multiple times. Yeah. Like, I think John Collins is a guy um, that I really like. I mean, he's averaging 12, seven uh, and an assist a game. He shoots 48% from the floor. Um, and some of the things you like about him is that he shoots in the high thirties uh, to 40% from three for a power forward. By the way, this team has no power forwards. So they're I mean they're really lacking at the power forward and when position. You say he's not like when you what will you pull up a John Collins season averages again real quick? Yeah, I got him right here. Oh, so Vando's at eight and a half points and eight and a half rebounds a game. Yeah, John's at twelve points in for career, John Collins averages sixteen points a game and eight rebounds, one and a half assists, a block a game, a steal a game. He, for his career, shoots 55% from the floor and 36% from three. I'm sorry, what is it you don't like? From yeah. a power forward, what is it you don't like? The thing you don't like is his perimeter defense is not great. His perimeter defense is not great, John Collins. But he is a guy that's in demand. And what I, I would love to understand this, this questioning of his heart. Yeah, I don't get that. I mean, it, granted, he is out. He has got a... Isn't he battling an ankle? Uh, I think, I want to say, I could be wrong. Um, but what, 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 why question his heart? Uh, that, I, that I don't understand. That, it, that does not stick with me well. Uh, I think the right price, everyone expects maybe Lowry is available. I totally disagree. He's not available. I don't think I, Lowry Marketing's going anywhere. Again, for a certain price, but generally speaking, I don't think he's available. Yeah, I would agree. Mr. E, good morning to you. He says, we have a lot of shooting, no rebounding. That's an issue. I don't mind trading JC at all. Again, I think that that's one of the biggest things you get in John Collins because you're not going to ask John to play a lot of perimeter three here. He is a guy that you need to rebound and you need to be able to get some low post action off of. Yeah. He is a guy that would be very, I, I would think would be very strong in the pick and roll. Um, and I think he certainly makes you a better rebounding club mm -hmm. um, because that the power forward in my, in my opinion is the single biggest position of need. And we told you about a trade and I think I still have the graphic. We were telling you yesterday um, that an NBA source was telling us that this trade right here um, has been talked about um, in in the uh, amongst amongst the these teams, and the issue is that you're struggling to get. In my opinion, you're struggling to get the Suns to do what needs to be done to make this deal happen. Right, because the Suns want Jared Vanderbilt. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, I don't. I just don't know that Atlanta values Landry Shamit. And I, I wonder if they can make that deal happen because Atlanta wants Jay Crowder. The Suns want Jared Vanderbilt. 
and I think the Jazz want John Collins. In fact, I know they do. So you have the staples to make a deal happen. The question is, who's going to give up draft compensation and to what level? Yeah. Because I think that's what's going to make this deal go round. Um, I think John Collins and Dario Saric on an expiring contract makes a hell of a lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. It makes a lot of sense. And you look at that they they are, in my opinion, you're, what are you giving up there, $26 million, You're acquiring 32 The money makes perfect sense. Like, I think this deal right there is a deal that I, I would do depending on what the draft compensation is. Yeah. But this team needs a power forward, and they need a, a good – they need a good young. You can start him eighty-two times a year. Power forward. Yeah, and John Collins is that guy. Well, and I think a lot of times Vando, like I love the guy's heart and everything, but I think, hey, I'm going to say that Utah Jazz fans love work hard guy who's underdog. Like I think Jazz fans just I love that, that guy. Yep. Um, B, I think that Vando works his ass off. He does. I like what he brings to the floor. The problem is, is it's not enough. Like I, I respect. You know what? You know his effort in rebounding, but he's not a great rebounder. You know, I respect the fact that he can defend. You know, probably three, maybe even four positions, depending on the matchup. I respect that, but you need more out of that position. You need more offense out of that position. You know, so like to me, if Mike Conley, let's say, or even Jordan Clarkson or NAW had a better partner in the pick and roll game, you know, who had some flexibility, I think that would that would really help Will Hardy's offense. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at a 200-pound Jared Vanderbilt. Yeah. I mean, that, that for my money, that's, that's, that's scary. I think that's the biggest issue with Jared Vanderbilt. And I don't know what John Collins weighs, but John Collins is 6'9", 226, and their builds are totally different. Yeah. Jared Vanderbilt is a small dude, comparatively speaking. Like, he is thin. He is not a guy that, I mean, he, he just is a small guy. Yeah. I, I don't know how to how else to say that. I mean, you, I don't know how you, and I'm not trying to, to, I'm not trying to get into you too hard on this, but how do you value, I, I just don't know how you value Vando over John Collins. Like, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Uh, Lopes Fan Gabe says, uh, we aren't to 127 likes yet. Step your game up, casuals. Let's go. Yeah, please do give us uh, a a like on the show. 41 likes for about... If you can get to 100 by by the top of the hour, we're usually in great shape. Q Sam says, guys, hit the like button. We appreciate that. Let's go. CJ Vance, what's up? He says, morning, guys. Great night last night. Go Niners. Go Jazz. Yeah. Football 50 coming up here in about 15 minutes. We'll talk a lot of uh, Thursday night football because your San Francisco 49ers are NFC champions. Uh, NBA Talk on the Monty Show is always presented by Triday Trading, tridaytrading.com slash Monty. Um, again, I'm not a New Year's resolution guy. Just don't believe in it. Um, if you want to make a change in 2023, what are you waiting for to, to make that change? If you want to make more money, if you want to go on that vacation you've always dreamed of, if you're ready for a new car, if you want, you know, Toyota Club tickets in the second row at Vivint Arena, trydaytrading.com slash Monty. Because mm-hmm. again, you and I both know that you have six probably working days left this year, depending on what you do. When you work for yourself, you have six working days, right? Because you're taking at least one week off at the end of the year, such as myself and like. Right, um, right, right. If I said to you in the next six working days you could make $6,000, would you be in on that? Yeah! 
Well, of course you would. There are people today who have gone through the TridayTrading.com program that are going to make $1,000 today and every day for the rest of the year because they went to TridayTrading.com slash Monty and watched a free webinar. It's no obligation. It costs you nothing. You have absolutely nothing to lose by going and watching the free webinar because it'll change your life. I'm telling you now, mm -hmm. if you're struggling, if you're asking yourself, hey, I, I, how am I going to pay off these credit cards? How am I going to afford Christmas for my kids? Hey, how am I going to afford to get my car fixed? If that's you, if you're working two jobs, if you are, you know, if you're working two jobs, your wife's working, your kids are in daycare, which is astronomically expensive. Yeah. Tridaytrading.com slash Monty. Work one job, be home for the holidays, take the last week or two of the year off every single year, go to the sun in the sand, go up to the mountains, do you by going to tridaytrading.com slash Monty. Stop chasing that paycheck that's the drug employers give you to make you forget your dreams. Go watch a free webinar at tridaytrading.com slash Monty. All right, let's get some of your uh, thoughts in here. Jeremy Severe says, this sounds heartless, but when it comes to the business of sports, take emotion out of decisions if you want to win championships. True. It's true. Brilliant. I mean, it's just true. Absolutely brilliant. I agree 100%. I'm going to say this again. Tanner, I'm fine with the Jazz trading anyone if that means that they're going to win a title eventually. Are we all on board? What's your confidence level right now on the Jazz winning a championship? I'm telling you they will compete for and I think win a championship in the next five seasons. Within the next five seasons, I believe the Utah Jazz will win an, uh, an NBA championship. I think they have all the assets in place. I think they are remarkably upgraded from last year and the, really the last three years as far as finances go, salary cap go, roster flexibility, trade assets, draft assets. I think you have human assets. I think you have trade assets. Like yeah. You have an owner that's committed to winning. I, I, I like where they are a lot. I yeah. really do. BB, good morning to you, friend. He says, I think we have uh, too much bench, guys. Uh, sometimes consolidation is good. We still have a lot of depth, almost too much. I think you have got to improve depth at positions now. Like, I look at the point guard spot. Is Mike Conley going to be here a year from now? My guess is I would say 75% not going to be here. Yeah. I think next year, Colin Sexton's your starting one. I think Jordan Clarkson comes off the bench as your sixth man. You've got to add quality guard play on this roster, right? So that's one for me. But I absolutely think your weakest position on this roster right now is power forward. Yeah. I think it is something that is a huge problem. It was shocking the other night on, what, Tuesday night to see them dominate the glass against New Orleans mm -hmm. was shocking because that's just not who the Jazz are. I could make the argument they're one of the worst rebounding teams in the Western Conference. And that's on a night-in, night-out basis. This team needs two legit power forwards. Yeah. John Collins would be an awesome start to that, in my opinion. I think in the next five years, this team wins a championship. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, in my opinion. Uh, Anthony Cornell says, please prove wrong about Laurie. I said he was good on your before Euroball. Again, just saying, where... Where were you then, or was that going out on a limb? I don't really understand what I you're talking no about I have no idea there. what you're talking about, my guy. Yeah. Uh, let's see. People that jump on the hype train say what you say until we get a guy like Laurie. Just saying. Attached is, attached is stupid to describe building a smart team that is not overpriced. Oh, I don't know like, like who. 
I don't, I don't, it, yeah, I don't really understand what you're getting at here, man. Yeah. You, you, Anthony Cornell, you need to kind of succinctly put all of that into one comment. What do you mean? I don't think anybody wants to trade Laurie Markkinen. Yeah. So, but I'm not exactly sure. Such as and like. And like. And yes, stuff, Americans. You know. Uh, Tanner says, the next five seasons, I hope you're right, Mont. I think I am. We'll see. Uh, John says, that would be awesome. I believe 100% in Danny Ainge. He is a wizard. Okay. Q Sam says, which superstar would be available for rental for the next coming years? Well, <laughs> I mean, the, the, guy is, the guy is Bradley Beal, but I don't believe that that's the guy you want to build a team around. Yeah. I, I, I'm not a Brad Beal guy. I think he's a finisher Brad on a... On a well, he has to be called Brad Beal. <laughs> you know. Uh, Brad Beal is not a guy that I think you put on a young team. He's a guy that you put on the Lakers, and he takes them over yeah. uh, some over threshold. Yeah, exactly. He takes you past where you are. Uh, the answer is I don't know because that's a really difficult question to ask and answer. Because if you look at the guys that are going to lead this league for the next generation, it's Book, Tatum. You know, it's guys like John Morant. Are yeah. any of those guys available? I don't think so. Luca. You know, please. Stop. Why do you say hurtful things? What do you mean? Why do you say hurtful things? Why was that hurtful? Because Luca's a cock. I agree, but you know. he's still one of the best scorers in the league. Sam Juan Lott says Biolinic. Yeah, okay. probably. You know. You know. That's fine. Uh, Ron Nolan says, that used to be Utah's go-to slogan, Utah by five. Oh, that was the University of Utah, and it was win by five points. NBA championships for the Jazz in five years. Oh, my God, LOL. Well, you can disagree. You know, I it, it, I don't know why that seems so outrageous for people. I do, think people aren't used to winning in Utah. That's what I think. I think people don't have faith. Do Utah Jazz fans, especially, you know, if you're my, I'm 49. If you're my age, you remember the Jazz and the Bulls, right? If you're Jake's age, you're you're about to turn 29 on Sunday. Happy birthday, by the way, fat ass. Thanks. Thank you. You're yeah, welcome. thank you. Fat! I'm I'm excited for your birthday. I mean, you're totally blowing me off tomorrow. Right. right um, you know, Jake right. Jake is choosing the girl he broke up with over FaceTime good, over me. Good. Which is fine, you know. Right. You know. Right. Um, so I won't spend time with you for your birthday, which is fine. It's it's okay. But anyway, the point is Okay. The point is, um, you're twenty nine. I don't think you have any frame of reference on Stockton and Malone. You have no idea what kind of player Jeff Hornacek was because no. it just isn't your lifetime. So, so you have no frame of reference here, Donnie. I think that's a that's a major thing. Like I think today's generation of jazz fans, yeah, um, do not have any idea that this team was on the absolute doorstep of eternity. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that that people my age know the Jazz for being a mediocre team that has a good year once in a while. Yeah. Uh, skinny Nick Nick, what's up? He says, does Collins have a jump shot? He does. He actually shoots a three at a pretty high percentage or has over his career. Alex Cooley, who are some realistic trade options for Utah? Again, I think that's an impossible question to answer. I think you look at guys like John Collins. Absolutely. I think the Jazz, I know for a fact that Jazz are interested in John Collins. I know for a fact that Jazz would love to have Emmanuel quickly from the Knicks. Mm -hmm. The question is, are the Knicks going to give up quickly? I'm told that they would are the Jazz and the Knicks ever going to make a trade as long as Danny is there? I don't think so. I don't. I think Leon Rose is so Turk <coughs> over, <coughs> over what happened with Don and watching Don have an MB, 
MVP caliber season in Cleveland, yeah. knowing he should be wearing a Nick uniform, yeah, it's a ball breaker. And I think Leon is is twerked over that. And how can you blame him? Right? I I don't blame him because I think Danny Ainge won that deal. I, absolutely, he won that deal. But if you're Leon Rose and you can get Jordan Clarkson, or if you're Leon Rose and you can trade a, you know, think about think about what they need in in New York. I think you absolutely need two guard depth. If you can. You know, is R.J. Barrett somebody you want to trade for right now? I'm not interested still. I'm not an R.J. Yeah. Barrett guy, right? Yeah. But I look at Kyle Kuzma. Is Kyle Kuzma a guy we've heard about? Yeah, absolutely. Kyle Kuzma has been linked to the to the Jazz. I don't think they're currently interested in, yeah. in Kuz. I could be wrong. He's a pay-me-a-lot-of-money-I'll-score-for-you guy. He is. And now the Lakers are said to want to reacquire him. Yeah. I, I think it's very difficult. I, I mean, I hear... I talk to a lot of NBA guys on the regular, and I hear a lot of different names. Yeah, I hear a lot of different names. Well, you know, that's like the trouble. Like the Jazz are a team that have to put three team trades together uh, to make things work, and I think that. Well, I think in today's NBA, three team trades are really vital. I mean, th- bigger trades require, unless you're going to get a haul, and you're trading a, a boatload for a boatload. Cleveland, Rudy. Rudy. I think it's very difficult to make one for one swaps. So, especially where so many teams, like you look at this John Collins deal that we're talking about, look at the teams that are rumored to be involved in this John Collins deal. I mean, you're talking about the Phoenix Suns who are NBA championship material. They're well over the salary, uh, the luxury tax threshold. So that's a difficult deal to make 1v1, right? They cannot take on salary. But you look at what they're giving up in Jay Crowder, it's $10.2 million. You look at Dario Sartz, that's $9.2 million, right? So they're giving up $19 million uh, plus Landry Shamet, which is nine more million dollars, right? So they're giving up $28 million, let's say is a round figure. But in this deal, they're only taking back 26. Mm-hmm. They can make that trade. So... But the only way to do that trade is to have three teams involved in it. When you have teams like Atlanta and Phoenix that have championship aspirations today, right now, yeah, I mean, I, I think what you see there is that they are somebody that you have to have multiple teams involved or that trade's not going to happen. Yeah. So I think it's difficult to make deals. It's very difficult to make deals. I happen to know that the Bulls will not trade Io DeSumo, who I think Danny Ainge would love to have on this team. Right. And that would, mm-hmm. but, but again, the Bulls also wouldn't trade Pat Williams over the summer. So I'm saying it's an endless thing of, of who they would trade with. Yeah. It's, it's very difficult yeah. to go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. As much as I know a lot of people like doing that, you just, I, I just don't think you can do that. Yeah. You know, Kurt Meyer says, Jake, stay out of the trees. Lots of skiers this year already. Lost lots of skiers this year. Yeah. How about the fact that one guy drowned in a tree well? Yeah. I mean, people, people don't take it seriously. Oh my God, we got all this snow, but do you know how to ride pow? Do you know, like everyone wants to go through the trees when there's a bunch of snow and I'm just, I'm just sitting here saying, you give me a wide open cut with some powder on it. I'm good. Yeah. I, I don't re- I don't need trees. I don't need advanced world beating stuff. I just want to get out there and have a nice time. Yep. Uh, Tanner says, Jake, happy early birthday. Thanks. Um, Kurt Meyer says, I really hope the jazz don't become the NBA supermarket. Don't screw up a great young and veteran team. This is not a great young and veteran team. Yeah. See, Kurt, I love you, dude, but that's one step too far. This is a good, not great at anything team. 
This is a team that is a try-hard effort team that has a guy in Laurie Markkinen who's a star, and then you have a bunch of role players around him. Now, those, those role players do a lot of good things. Mike mm-hmm. Conley is a smart, savvy defender. We saw that last night. Mm-hmm. You look at Jordan Clarkson, he is as good as he is bad. When he turns the ball over, makes dumb passes, gets caught in the air with nowhere to go with the ball. Me. But then he also drops 39 points and hits a critical fadeaway in overtime. Is this the dagger? You have Malik Beasley, who I love the guy. Yeah. But he's shooting 43% from three. You got to trade that guy. Yeah, but the more he shoots to that like that from three, the more I'm asking for. I gotta be yeah, honest. Like his the value guy, is, the guy is huge. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I, yeah, I'm, I need at least a first round and a player for Malik Beasley. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of teams in this league that want Malik Beasley. Yeah, first rounder, first rounder, and a in a six man caliber player to go with him. Uh, there are a lot of teams. Philadelphia, one of them, would love Malik Beasley. Yeah, but I don't think they have the ammo to get that done. Again, if you want to give me Emmanuel quickly, I'll give you Malik Beasley. Like, but that's not a fit in New York, I don't think. Or, yeah. you know, you you look at I think he's a Western Conference player. Truly, I believe that that Malik Beasley is a Western Conference player. And if you look at at teams like the Clippers, if you look at teams like I mean, pick your Western Conference playoff. Dallas certainly would be a I would love to see a Malik Beasley Mike Conley deal worked out with Dallas. Mm-hmm. And I just don't know that they have the guys you want on yeah. that team to make that deal work. Yeah. I don't. I don't think that you do. But he'd work I mean, wonderfully in the Sun system. I mean, I, I, but I'd also like to see you go and get like a KJ Martin. I'd also like to see you go and get one of the young. I'd love to go and see the one of the guys that I think is going to be in demand outside of Boyan Bogdanovich, by the way, who's hugely in demand. I think Sadiq Bay is a name that that is going to be in demand around this league. Nobody knows Sadiq Bay, and the guy's a killer, dude. The guy's an Talking absolute about Sadiq, killer. Sadiq dude. Bay for two years, man. Yeah, I'm telling you. Uh, Ace Kings, Laurie Mark, uh, Laurie Marks is our power forward. He's not a power forward. He's a three. He's a shooting forward. Laurie Markkinen is not a guy that can play power forward. Why do you think that you have Vando and Olenek playing so much of that four or five hybrid? Yeah. Laurie Markkinen's not a power forward. He is a, trust me again, he came into this league out of Arizona. Oh, he's a, he can play the two, the two, three, four. No, he can't. He can play the three. And he's really good at it. He really runs the floor well. He shoots the three well. Laurie's not a prolific rebounder. He's not a tough guy. Laurie Markkinen is a soft Euro player. Damn good one, though. Yeah, absolutely. But he is a he's a three. He's definitely not a four. Not a four. Uh, all right, 10 to the hour, every hour on the Monty Show. We give you football at 50, presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza. Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase at $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. And again, remember the rule. Yeah. I mean, we like you, but if you have testosterone flowing through your body, we don't use pizza sauce. We use barbecue sauce. So go order your Take and Bake in the Papa Murphy's app, barbecue sauce, and actually extra barbecue sauce. That's the way we go about it, my friends. Did you guys see the line on the New Mexico Bowl for your BYU Cougars? Yeah. BYU, SMU, tomorrow, 5.30 ABC. SMU, the Mustangs. Four-point favorite at 64 points. Do you care about this game? Not at all. Do you give a rat's ass about this game? I think I, it's a big question. Like, I I, I can honestly say I, I 
don't care. Like, and it, and it sucks because BYU is is something in this town that that really should should be a, a big deal. Like BYU for their bowl game should be in a, in a bigger bowl, but they're not, and and they're paying the price for you know being a little bit too nice here and there, not firing guys soon enough. Like this is what happens. So I, I the only thing I'm curious about is. Do you care about this game, it, or or what are you like? Because most years, bowl weekend in this state is a big deal. A lot of people are like, oh, we're gonna have get-togethers, we're gonna get the smoker out, like we're gonna do all kinds of stuff. And this year, it's just not a thing. It's an interesting conversation. Yeah, it's an interesting conversation. It, I think there's a lot of apathy towards BYU right now. There's a lot of frustrated Cougar fans. I think watching Jaron Hall limp down the plane stairs. Yeah. I think was tough for a lot of BYU fans. I do think he's coming back, by the way. I think Jaron is. Um, and we should talk about that. But I agree. I think that's a huge question. Do you care yeah. about the New Mexico Bowl? Because I honestly, I don't think a lot of BYU fans do. Um, but that's just me. You know, I don't, I don't know... I don't know how you change things at BYU other than you just need this game to end and you need to get on with getting on. You got to win football games. You just got to get on yeah. with getting on. Yeah, that's how you change it. And it, I think it's part of the reason that so many people want to know who's the next quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I would tell you, and we'll talk about it uh, coming up here in about 20 minutes, Cade Fennigan should be your next quarterback at BYU. I know I'm the only one that thinks that. Right. And I know I routinely get thumped on Twitter. Oh, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. When I say oh. that. But we got to have a conversation about Jaron Hall coming back. Do you want Jaron Hall to come back to BYU? I don't know that that's such an easy thing to say. Yeah. I don't. Here on Football at 50, uh, presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza. Okay, let's talk about the 49ers and the Seahawks. Can we stop belating GS7 yeah, here now? comes all the, oh, well, you know, GS7 had a good night, but his guys fumbled the football and didn't put him in a good position. First of all, GS7 did not have a good night. And there's going to be a lot of people who are like, well, 31 of 44, 238 and a touchdown. Not his fault. Well, he also threw an interception that was called back on a roughing the passer that had not, the interception had nothing to do with the roughing the passer. I don't know. I'm not. I, I think Geno Smith is coming back to earth a little bit. Now, this is one of the best defenses, if not the best defense in the NFL in San Francisco. And I think Bosa was all over the flipping field last night. Fred Warner had eight tackles last night. Like, yeah. I think Dre yeah. Greenlaw is the best linebacker in the NFL nobody's talking about. Um, you you look at the way they played, and you look at just the impact that Nick Bosa had on his own. Two tackles, a sack, a tackle for loss, a pass defended, and three quarterback hits. Yeah, dude. Big impact. My God. Yeah. They and, had and look, I nine think, quarterback hits. Yeah, and, and I think you see that played out, obviously, in the box score. But, like, you look at the score, 21-13. Like, it just felt like, you know, the Seahawks just could not get get that next stage of momentum going against his defense. Like, you scored... But you weren't rolling. You weren't like, yeah, now we're in our groove here. And I and I think, you know, you're you're dropping passes, you're turning the football over. Like they're just not they're not that guy this year. You know what I mean? Like they're they're not that team that's gonna come out and, and just beat, you know, great teams in the By league. By the way. Chaboy! Brock Purdy. Brock! Brock looking real party these days. He was pretty good last night. See what he did there? He's pretty good. Brock Purdy was pretty good again last night. 
Christian McCaffrey was pretty good again last night. Oh, by the way, George Kittle's a stud. Yeah, in case and, you didn't know that. And I'm telling you right now that that team's Super Bowl material. Yeah. And you didn't get much out of Brandon Ayuk last night, which is surprising. Well, but I think the simple truth for the 49ers is it's about the quarterback. It always has been and always will be. I would be. agree and, with and, that. And I think they have a roster that's Super Bowl caliber, but how far can Brock take them? Does Brock look like an average quarterback against the, one of the Dude. best defenses in the league? Or does he look serviceable? Or, or does he you excel? Know what, but you know what the thing about Brock Purdy is? He's just comfortable. Yeah. He doesn't get shaken easy. He doesn't panic. Like... It's a pretty darn good story. And yeah. George Kittle needed that game. Like, that is, if you get Kittle and McCaffrey going. Dude, McCaffrey's hands for a running back are so ridiculous. But I'm dude. telling you, if you get Kittle going and you get McCaffrey going, Brandon Ayuk is absolutely one of the best receivers in the NFL in that setup. Because yeah. that kid can play football. And I think that's why Purdy's having a, a good start to his NFL career. Because you're throwing the ball to George Kittle and Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, dude. Are you serious right now? Like, I, uh, unbelievable. Yes. Um, I, I just am, I, yeah, I'm a huge fan of it. By the way, uh, week 14 matchups in the National Football League. Yeah. There's some pretty good ones. Or excuse me, week 15 matchups. Yeah, get your weeks right here, this okay? This is week 15. Yeah. Bills and Dolphins is the headline game at Buffalo. Bills Mafia. Okay, how much is the weather going to play a factor? Well, we it's, really inter it's, inter it's interesting. I have a stat on that, sir. Oh. Tua Taga by your mama. Oh, wow. Is 0-3 in games under 50 degrees. Oh, time to hit the panic button. Uh, the high is going to be 28 tomorrow. And boop, or yeah, is that Saturday? I think that is a Saturday. It's a Saturday game. It yeah. is tomorrow. Yeah. By the way, you won't. We're not spending time together tomorrow, I know, so we won't I'm watch a horrible that game person together. And, you know, no, you're not a stop. And, you know, I'm just, you're not a horrible you know, person. I'm, you're a terrible um, son. Yeah, Jeez. you know, just a terrible son. And Get it right. This is what it is. And, you know, I'll watch the tape and review the, you know, the the facts, and we'll see what we can do. Yeah, jackass. Yeah. Uh, at the Bills tomorrow. That game is 6:15 on NFL Crap Network. All three way, Saturday games on NFL can Network. Can I just say I hate watching football on NFL Network? I'm not a fan of the NFL Network. I'm just Network. not. It's just not good. What's a better game, Ravens and Browns or Dolphins and Bills? Because oh, I Dolphins actually and Bills. no, I think the the Bills are going to crush Miami. I think the Mike McDaniel's put on a shirt that says "I wish it was colder out" and dance around at practice. That ain't going to win you football games in Buffalo. Yeah, maybe you're right. I, I mean, yeah. I, I'm just saying, yo. Uh, by the way, that um, that Eagles-Bears game, Chicago Bears are coming out on top as yeah, nine-point dogs. Yeah, the best uh, Justin Fields and stuff. And also, I would also, also point out, um, I love a home dog on a Sunday afternoon. Phillies minus nine, 48 and a half. It's Damn. Soldier Field where it's going to be 29 nine, degrees. Bro. Hey, brah, it's going to be 29 degrees. Hey, Jalen, put your jacket on. Jerk. Uh, Football 50 uh, is presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Uh, make sure you order your Papa Murphy's Pizza in the Papa Murphy's app. Double barbecue sauce and tell them Monty sent you. Papa Murphy's presents how to change the way you pizza. Step one, carefully knead dough. Step two, artfully spread sauce. Step three, add fresh mozzarella and assemble toppings. Step four, realize we already did all that for you. So all you have to do is bake it. 
For a limited time only, get the Hog Heaven Pizza with Canadian bacon, ground sausage, and crispy bacon. Papa Murphy's. Change the way you pizza. Papa Murphy's Pizza, super easy to order. It's a Friday night, my friends. Yeah. Uh, make sure you order your Papa Murphy's Pizza. Uh, use the promo code MONTY25. Get those take and bake chocolate chip cookies, too. My God, they are so good. They are really good. Um, are you guys on board with barbecue sauce on a pizza? You better be. I mean, that's what I'm saying. You know. Uh, Forrest G says, I always miss the jazz talk cries. He eh, says, we'll morning, though. We'll have some more. Jordan Brown says, uh, the Bears aren't winning that. Sorry, Monty. How do you block people on here? Bro, the Bear... Look, Elon, take it easy, okay? <laughs> yeah, how about that shit last night with Elon? So did you see that Elon <laughs> Musk blocked a bunch of reporters who called him out over his hypocrisy on banning people on Twitter? You are fake. So Elon Musk agrees to do one of those Twitter meetup rooms. The space. Yeah, he does a space with all of these reporters. As soon as they started calling him out on blocking people, he, he left the room and didn't come Reforce back. this is inaccurate. That was funny. Yeah. Funny, funny. Uh, let's see. Jeff Johnson, good morning to you. Guys in the locker room love Purdy. It's just a good story, and everyone wants him to succeed. Great talent around him can make that happen. Yeah, and hopefully he can he can perform uh, in big moments against good defenses because if he can do that, you know, the 49ers are – are are one of those brands that if you're good, like you can be there a long time, man. Yep, totally agree. Um, Tanner says, for what it's worth, Tua said the weather won't play a factor. Yeah, well, Tua can say well, whatever he wants. I, I he go, also said his back hurts, and it didn't. I go to to Jordan <coughs> Brown, but guys, it snows in Alabama. Exactly right. Alabama. <laughs> if, listen, there's a reason this guy can't play. He's he is a a Polynesian player. He's from the islands. He played at Alabama and now he plays in Miami. The guy isn't used to cold weather. And and I know it sounds crazy. I've actually talked to a lot of quarterbacks about this. The football, especially in the NFL, your balls feel different in cold weather. And, you know, if you haven't grabbed an NFL ball in, I mean, <laughs> if you haven't felt the balls in the cold weather in the NFL, uh, but the NFL football feels different in cold weather. It feels much more hard. Okay. Guy, what are you doing? Grow up. What are you doing? The NFL football well, feels uh, hard if, if and you, it feels slick. Well, if you grab the pit, pigskin, it's going to feel hard. Okay. You're, you, you need okay. to grow up. What? Child. What? It. I absolutely think the cold weather will make a difference. I do. Um, Kurt Myers says uh, Purdy and the double pass fake to the tight end was rad. Um, salty drunk says, sorry, I'm late mofos. Just got home from a Christmas party. The four X was heaven. Thanks. You, well, you and duck season. I know you guys are hanging out. You and duck season both owe us money. Yeah. Period. <clears throat> you know, uh, Eric and Raleigh says the footballs too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. You know, exactly. Right. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jordan Brown says, Monty, don't block me. I'm sorry. The bears are the best team in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> bears are the best NFL team in Chicago. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And by the way, they're probably the best college team in Chicago too. Cause there's not another college team. 
the fighting Illini. You know, um, Alex Cooley says he only blocked people for sharing links for doxes. Yeah, see, Elon. So Elon was saying, well, I only, you know, block people who share links. So one of the people he blocked was a New York Times reporter that wrote a story about a guy that Elon blocked for sharing links. So there's a, there was an account that that followed Elon Musk's plane around. And Elon's jet. Elon's jet is the name of the Twitter account. And so Elon blocked him because the guy wouldn't sell Elon his account. And he wouldn't stop tracking his jet. So Elon blocked him on Twitter. And he said it's because he was sharing his personal address, mm-hmm. which nobody on Twitter or anywhere can find evidence that anybody has ever shared Elon's home address. Texas, man. Nobody's ever done that. All they've been doing, all this account was doing was, and I don't know why people do this. I don't find it interesting. Mm-hmm. You can create a bot on Twitter that will follow people's airplanes. Terribly vexed. That's what this account did. Every time Elon would fly somewhere, the account would tweet, oh, Elon Musk's jet is going from here to there, blah, blah, blah. blah. And so he says that was doxing, which if you don't know what doxing is, doxing is here's your address, here's your phone number, your social, your... Nobody's done that to Elon Musk. Yeah. So, uh, Fat Jesus said, Dicka 73, blue cheese loving scrubs of Philly 3. That's what I'm talking about. Blue cheese loving scrubs. That's right. That's right. Anyway. That's right, T. Uh, Tanner, want, the plumber wants to know where duck season is. Hey, it's not here. He's probably he's probably working his job so he can cough up his hundred bucks. He's driving DoorDash so that he can... Uh, No, I'll stop. The Monty Show is presented by our good friends at The Advocates. Theadvocates.com. If you've been in an accident of any kind, whether that's a car accident, a motorcycle accident, you tripped and fell, you got crushed in an elevator door. We probably shouldn't guess at terrible accidents. But the point is, uh, if you've been in an accident, you need an attorney. And by the way, I say it every day and people ask me about it all the time. I think the one thing you guys always remember that I say about The Advocates for some reason is if, you, if you're considering the question or if you're asking yourself, do I need an attorney? The answer is yes. yes. If you're yes, asking yes. yourself, do I need an attorney? The answer is theadvocates.com. If you're wondering, hey, has my insurance company really got my best interest? Theadvocates.com. Should you trust your insurance company? No. Should you trust your insurance adjuster? Hell no. All those people are in business to keep as much money with the insurance company as possible. So, no, you should not trust them. Yeah. You should trust the advocates at theadvocates.com because, simply put, you never go into your pocket with the advocates. When they, you know, when you pay them, it's because they've won your case and you're getting a settlement, right? They're, they're giving you money. That's when you pay the advocates. So, there's no big retainers, there's no consultation fees. In fact, you can go to theadvocates.com right now and chat with an attorney 24 7 at theadvocates.com. Uh, let's get a couple more of your comments in here. Uh, Pied Piper says, I don't understand the love for Elon. Yeah, I don't get it. And you know what? The interesting thing is about Elon real quick. He took another, another chunk of billions from his stock for Tesla. (coughs) Tesla. It's such a habit. Uh, it is Tesla. Um, he sold a a billions of dollars worth of Tesla stock just to make interest payments on his Twitter debt. At what point does Twitter go under? Because I told you the other day, Elon has essentially stopped paying his bills at Twitter. He is not paying severance packages. He is not paying Cobras. 
he, which means insurance. He's not providing benefits to his former employees anymore like he has agreed to do. He stopped paying their severance salary. He stopped paying rent on all Twitter property. Mm-hmm. He is no longer paying rent. He's just daring people to sue him. I, I don't know. Maybe he's going to file bankruptcy. I have no idea. But it's going to be interesting to see what Elon Musk does here because at yeah. some point, the well on the, the Tesla stock is going to run dry because it is way off. Tesla is absolutely one of the worst investments my money guy ever made for me, even though I asked him not to, you know, uh, Roris, good morning. I'm pretty sure Elon claimed it was a safety concern to have live updates on people's locations without their permission. Um, he absolutely mentioned his address and that's not what his complaint was about. Roris, his complaint was about the fact that people were putting the location of his plane. I mean, it's all on Twitter. You can go and look at it. The Twitter spaces thing, the worst part about it for Elon is, and again, if you're just tuning in, Elon Musk did a Twitter space with a bunch of reporters who were pressing him on why he blocked the New York Times and the Washington Post and Mm -hmm. all these reporters. He blocked them because he doesn't want to be held accountable. And he said, well, he just kept saying it's cut and dry. If you dox people, you're going to get blocked. And so at one point they tried to ask him, well, where has your address been published? And by that point he had left the room. He quit. He just walked, he, he left the, the space Yeah, because he didn't want to answer the question. It's just, it, it was so dumb to buy Twitter. This was so dumb by a guy who's wildly intelligent. This was an ego play. And I think he thought he could screw with the guys at Twitter. And then they're like, no, you're going to buy it, dude. You're, you agreed to buy it. You're going to buy it. And it was an ego play. And oh, by the way, then the stock market crashed. So yeah, good luck. You know, Skeet says Twitter is a POS. They don't deserve anything good. That's not true. Uh, You know, Tanner says Elon held a Twitter space session. Dang, I should have gone on there and shouted out your guys' show again. Yeah, you should. And we appreciate you doing that. That's why you're the vice mayor of Monty town. Yeah. You know, Uh, Eric and Raleigh says Elon isn't that intelligent. You know, okay. People have their opinions. They do. Uh, Let's talk. Where do you want to go here? You want to go back to the Jazz? You want to go to BYU's nobody cares bowl game? We should talk about the quarterbacks just real quick. Okay, let's talk BYU quarterbacks real quick before we get back to the NBA. Yeah. Um, Where where are you guys at on Jaron Hall? Because you know that the New Mexico Bowl is tomorrow. I don't know where they're playing that game. I believe it's could, in it Tennessee. Be, dude, it could be the Montana Bowl and nobody would care. Yeah, I don't think anybody cares. Uh, the New Mexico Bowl tomorrow, 5.30 uh, Mountain Time on ABC. BYU and SMU, who's a uh, four-point favorite SMU is. Jaron Hall, we do know, will not play. And the question again is, should Jaron Hall come back to BYU? And I think he's coming back. I think if he wasn't coming back, he'd have said so by now. Yeah. He would not be, if he wasn't coming back, he would not be limping down a stairway off of a jet at the New Mexico Bowl. He would be preparing for the NFL Combine. Mm -hmm. And my point in all of this is, who's the next quarterback at BYU? Is it on the roster? Is it Cade Fennigan? I think the kid deserves a shot. I mean, he's a, he, obviously this was his freshman year. I think the kid deserves a shot. And there's so many people that are down on this guy and I don't understand why. I think he has a real chance. Again, if you treat him better than you treated Conover, in my opinion, 
he has a real chance to be a, a QB one at BYU, and I and I don't understand why so many people are down on him. Yeah, well, and I think the whole concept of hey, this this guy or that guy deserves a shot hasn't been real good for BYU. You know, you look at the way the Conover situation played out, and not that Finnegan's in the same position Conover was in, but I think that guys who are not like bona fide gotta play him guy, they struggle at BYU because there's not this sense of hey, well, you know, this guy is redshirting, so. Why don't we develop him? Why don't we, you know, let's get him some first team reps in the week when Jaron's got his fill or let's get him, you know, like let's take those opportunities. And so like, I think what happens is that leads to that leads to a struggle in backfilling a guy like Jaron Hall. Cause like mm -hmm. it or hate it, Jaron Hall has been a good quarterback at BYU. The injuries have been a struggle obviously, but I think overall, you know, he's been a pretty good quarterback. And and I I just have this sense that heading into the Big 12, you damn well better have a good quarterback, man. You've got to have a guy, whether that's Jaron Hall or Finnegan or someone else you go and get, yeah. Drew Pine, you know, whatever. Like, you got to have someone that can come in here and be reliable. And and hopefully Jaron can stay healthy. Yeah, we had a big uh, we had a big debate about Drew Pine on the show earlier this week, if you missed it. I, I, I just think I would much rather invest in Cade Fennigan than Drew Pine. Because Drew Pine's a guy, frankly, that didn't want to fight for his job and try to earn the job again at, at Notre Dame. What makes you think he's good enough to come in? Is it in, too harsh in, to say he's a quitter? Cause that, I cause think it's I, probably too harsh, but... I, I look at, and a lot of people said that about Jacob Conover, that he quit on BYU. He never got a shot at yeah. BYU. He never got a shot at BYU. They gave him, sure, was he on the field? Yes, he was. But look at the Utah State game last year. Uh, the play calling did not set him up well. Yeah, this isn't basketball where, where you could just go out and make plays. No, you, like, you, 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 when you are a young quarterback coming into a game where your starting quarterback gets hurt, you need, you need some quick outs. You need some screens. You need, and I just think the play calling did not help him. This coaching staff very clearly did not believe in Jacob Conover. He did the right thing by transferring to ASU. He's going to be the guy there. That is his, his coach. He knows the coach at Arizona State. They like each other. Like, okay, go home. I'm totally good with that. Drew Pine was the starting quarterback the entire season, pretty much, at Notre Dame. And they said to him, hey, we, we're going to make you compete for the job. We're going to bring in a transfer portal guy, and we are going to give our other quarterback a chance to win the job who's on the roster. And he said, no, thanks. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to transfer. So, yeah, I think it's probably strong to say he quit. But, like, Noodle arm quitter quarterback that was at Utah last year. Yep. That guy quit on the team. Dallin Holker, you make me <coughs> want to scream. <coughs> Dallin Holker's dad, which is where I should probably just stop because you know it's a problem already. Yeah. Dallin Holker's dad said, you know, we need to transfer from BYU because he was on the team as well, apparently. Dallin Holker's dad said, we need to transfer to a place that will utilize the tight end and give him the best chance to help the team on the field. What's wrong with you? So you wanted to go somewhere where you could be the tight end, like Utah. But you ended up at Colorado State. You quit on the team. Bro, what are you talking about, man? And you went to Colorado State. You're soft. Drew Pine is soft. That's the bottom line. If you're any kind of competitor, 
especially as a quarterback. You know what he should have said? Man. He should have said, yeah, give those guys a chance. I'll still be your starter. Give those guys a chance. I'll go out and win the job, though. Yeah. I, like, I, it's I, that simple. Yeah. That's sports, dude. Like, it's like, again, it, it like sports is a play-by-play thing. You have to earn your job like every play. And I think that guys don't want to do that anymore. And again, it's this whole bigger picture conversation about how, you know, millennials and Gen Z or whatever were given everything and they don't want to compete. And it's like, no, dude, I think a lot of people who are playing college football right now do want to compete. Yeah. But you have this sect of guy who doesn't want to compete. Like, the problem for Dallin is that he was getting targets. He was getting reps. That's the problem. That's why I don't understand, like, where you went. If yep. you want to say, hey, hey, it's it wasn't a rep thing. It wasn't really a, uh, we weren't getting a chance thing. We just, BYU just didn't feel like a fit for us anymore, you know, and we wanted so to go to a fresh situation. So you went to Colorado State, you Which I just don't get. Dummy. Yeah, I, 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 I don't get that at all, dude. So did Utah not want Dallin Holker? That's a huge question now. Oh, I'd like to ask Dallin, but he won't return a phone call or a text message because yeah. he doesn't want to talk about it. Everything you need to know. Yeah, I, I am. It's so disappointing. Kurt Myers says, look at Taysom Hill and Tanner Mangum. Jaron has a chance to start a new era in the Big 12. He doesn't, though. You know what the issue with that is? One, he's injury prone. Two, he's going to be there one year max. That's not starting a new era. You have a chance with a young quarterback, a Cade Fennigan, for instance, to start a new era. Yeah. And, and the thing that I don't understand about the negativity on, on Cade Fennigan is you've not seen this guy play. So what do you mean he's not good enough? Because I hear this all the, oh, he's just not good enough. What He's got tremendous size. He's got a great arm. The kid's mobile. What do you mean he's not good enough? Yeah. All, all quarterbacks need is a chance to fail. The thing that a lot of us don't think about with the quarterback position, nowadays you're only, in my opinion, given an opportunity to fail, not to succeed. And a guy like Cade Fennigan has all of the physical tools that you want. What is it that you don't like about him? Because I don't understand it. He went to Boise, served a mission. I believe he served in Argentina, somewhere in Central America, I think. Central America, Argentina. Anyway. Point is, he serves his mission, comes to BYU, and all of a sudden he's not good enough? What have you seen from him that makes you think he's not good enough? Because that I don't understand. Yeah. I, I, I don't get it. Uh, Jeremy says, Cade has the tools, mobility, arm likability. Forget the Boise game in 2020. Boise recruits pretty good quarterbacks. Zach Wilson as an example. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't get that. Jeremy Bolton says, Cam, saw that last night. He probably got all the playing time he wants, but no one will care at Colorado State for Dallin Holker. Yeah, what Neat. are you doing? Neat. You went to the what wrong Colorado school, bud. Yeah, Jeremy Bolton, good morning to you, by the way. He says, people forget that Jaron's the only quarterback in 11 years to beat Utah. Yeah, I guess. I absolutely guess. Make sure you hit the like button right now as we talk BYU football on the Monty Show. I, I just, I don't understand it. Yeah, I mean, I just don't. I think people are are quick to jump the gun. They 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 want to say, hey, this guy's not good or that guy's not good, and I don't think we should do that. I think these guys should get a chance to show what they can do. You know, I mean, what do you have to lose? You're not going to be a good team in the Big Twelve this yeah. year. Like, what do you have to lose? Kurt Meyer says you guys are getting too big, too damn uh, many, too damn many interruptions, break-ins. What do you mean? 
What do you mean break ins? What does that mean? I don't know what that means. Oh, oh you mean ads. ads. He means ads. ads. Yeah, he's talking about the ads. Well, you're correct. Well, that's out of our control, man. Yeah, we don't play those ads, by the way. That's YouTube. Yeah, that's out of I, our and, control. And we do appreciate you guys. There, there's been a lot of conversation about this just on a 20-second side note. There's been a lot of conversation about that uh, we have advertisers on the show. And, well, this is our full-time gig. So, yeah, we're going to have partners on the show. So... No, but I but I think what he's saying is is YouTube's. Yeah, no, no, I understand. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, we have a our YouTube metrics are astronomical. It's crazy. Like I, I appreciate you guys so much. I mean, we we um we routinely get notes from YouTube talking about like our watch time on our live. We got a, a notification yesterday talking about how that we are in the one percentile on YouTube of watch time on our live shows. Yeah. We do like 26 minutes of watch time, I think it is. Yeah, I mean, you guys support the show. It's amazing. Talking BYU football, maybe the coaches nudge those guys out the door because the coaches obviously know they are soft, Roris says, and they don't have an actual chance of playing in the future, and they're taking up a scholarship. I, I don't believe that Dallin Holker was nudged out the door. Dallin Holker was getting reps. I don't believe... Jacob Conover absolutely could have been. They could have had their meeting with, with Conover and said, hey, you're just not our guy. Yeah. Because they clearly did not want Conover to be their quarterback. Yeah. Very <laughs> clearly. Very clearly. You know? Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, amen. No one has seen Fennigan play except the time against BYU two years ago when he was a super freshman. That's what I'm saying. And he's a totally different human Same, being. How are you going to say the guy, you know, sucks yeah. or isn't a fit or whatever? You haven't even seen him. Yeah. Skinny Dick Nick says maybe he went to ASU because he got some intel about Jaron coming back. There's a lot of people. But again, by the way, Jacob Conover, I've called him. I've left him probably three messages and a bunch of text messages. Doesn't want to talk. Yeah, these guys don't want to talk about their inner workings, which, no. again, I respect And I, I respect level. that. Yeah, like I, I get it. But but if like with Dalen Holker, I don't get it because you made a really poor decision. And yeah. anyway, like you like. You can sell me some kind of story that at Colorado State, you're going to get some unique opportunity. And the fact is, you should have gone. If you're going to go to Colorado, you should have gone and played for Prime. Yes. You know, you sh but what you should have done is gone to Utah and played for Wit and been the next Brand Keithy or Dalton Kincaid. That's what you should it's, have been. It is. If you are not absolutely flabbergasted that Dallin Holker went to a, a, a G5, I mean... Oh. You, you went to AAA. Let's see. You were in the major leagues, and you're like, yeah, I want more playing time in the majors. I'm going to AAA. What? You, so let me get this right. You said you essentially quit a team that's going into the Big 12 and is one of the most successful independently built programs in the history of college football to go to Colorado State. Uh, I'm, hello? Like... So I said, yeah. I don't know. I, that does not compute to me. Yeah. And it, what it feels like, and I don't know because they won't come on the show, it feels like dad made a bad decision. Honest to God, that's what it feels like. It, feel like, it feels like dad went to Dallin and said, you're being disrespected. You're this so much. Happen. You, you're better than Isaac Rex. So all of a sudden you went to Colorado State. I got to believe that, that Utah didn't want him. Honest, and I'm not trying to be harsh. You're Dallin Holker. You were, I think, clearly the best tight end that they had. 
was Dallin Holker, in my opinion. Because mm-hmm. I'm not an Isaac Rex guy like X's and O's on the field. Tremendous human. I think Dallin Holker was the better tight end. I think he could play at Utah. Something happened. And, and you want to know what it is? What did we always say in baseball when you were playing? This ain't daddy ball anymore. And I think, I think perception something had to have happened there. Yeah. Because it doesn't make a lot of sense to me that Utah's like, yeah, no, nah, we're good. Thanks, dude. Uh, but, you know, you guys are losing your two best tight ends. Yeah, we don't want daddy ball here. I don't know what it God is. Bless. But, man. Man. Yeah. Man. Ron Nolan says the quitter noodle arm quarterback lost that game for Utah. And he, then he quit on the team. We're not going to say his name, by the way. No, I'm never going to say his name again. Never going to say his name again. Uh Cam said Dallin decided to play G5 conference instead of the Big 12. He did. He Which did. I just don't get. I, it's mind-numbing to me. All right. Uh, all of our college football talk on this show is brought to you by our good friends at Barbecue Pit Stop. BBQPitStop.com. I just felt like saying it like that. I mean, it sounded cool. It makes me feel like Dallin Holker's dad. Well, BarbecuePitStop.com. I don't know his dad. He could be a perfectly nice guy. Uh, bbqpitstop.com, your gift giving destination. I'm telling you. And again, if you don't have the Asado seasoning, okay, I'll forgive you for that. Are you a pellet smoker guy? Let's talk about this. I know a lot of people are like, oh man, I'm me and my charcoal briquettes. Nah, bro. But I love my tanks of propane fuel. Yeah. No, you don't. No, you don't. Why are you not using a, a, a Traeger pellet smoker? You should be. Now, listen, if you're a Yoder guy, hey. More power to you. Good job. If you're a big grenade guy, good job. Boom. Good job. You got to be a Traeger guy. That's okay. Now, listen to me. Listen. Listen. Let Uncle Monty help you here. It's easy to use. And, and I almost can't say it out loud. It's easy to use a pellet smoker. <laughs> it's not the quadratic isosceles equation triangle and stuff. So you better check yourself. Plug it in. You just plug it into an outlet. Put the pellets in the hopper. There's a little bin. Pour them in there. Hit ignite. And all of a sudden, smoke starts coming out. I'm going to say this again. Then your Wi-Fi technology, which is Bluetooth on a Traeger smoker, uh, dings your phone. Ding. Smoker's preheating cycle is complete. Great. Drop the wings on the smoker. 35 minutes later, you've got the best wings in the business. Bada boom, bada bing. Because you put a Sato seasoning on the wings before you dropped them on the Traeger Ironwood 885. Yeah, and you came prepared with your own set of tongs so you could flip your wings. <sighs> Pretty easy. Done. Enjoy the game. Get it done. Like, it is that simple, and that's why you go to Barbecue Pit Stop, bbqpitstop.com, or find one of their five Utah locations in Logan, Layton, Lehigh, St. Jeezy, wow, wow, St. George, and, of course, our good friends in Salt Lake City, Murray. Yeah. Um, they're great guys to do business with. You know, whether it is, you know, Clinton in uh, Lehigh, who, I'm telling you, the guy made a turkey breast, the guy made wings, the guy made... We made all of those Papa Murphy's pizzas on those Traegers that day when we watched BYU. Yes. I don't know if I would say compete against Oregon. Um, That's they, probably not the word I would use. <laughs> when we uh, watched BYU waste jet fuel going up to Autzen Stadium. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> sorry, that was probably harsh. Anyway, my point is um, it was awesome to watch them operate. But the thing that was really awesome is all of our listeners that were that showed up at the event talking to guys like Clinton, talking to Steve, talking to all the guys at, at Barbecue Pit Stop about, hey, well, what does this seasoning do? And what does that seasoning do? And how do you work this? And 
it was just a lot of fun to watch the guys at Barbecue Pit Stop operate because they just are passionate about the game. So if you haven't done your shopping yet, for your brother, your dad, your cousin, your uncle, your coworkers, your mom, your sister, go to bbqpitstop.com, shop online. They'll ship right to your front door no matter where you are. Make sure you tell me you heard about it on the Monty Show. Are we doing uh, Traeger Pizza this weekend? Yes. I mean, I know I'm not going to see you at all this weekend, but <coughs> uh, Sunday for your birthday, by the way, Jake's birthday is Sunday. Um, he popped out of the womb 29 years ago on Sunday. And we are taking you to Ruth's Chris in mm. Park City, right? Um, which is owned and operated by friends of the program, by the way. Right. Not that we're going hey, for free. Uh, but our good friend Devery Davis, it's in the DNA chain of the Devery Davis family. The DNA chain. Yes, yes, yes. The DNA chain. Uh, so we're going to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse up in Park City. We're going to snowboard. It's going to be amazing. Uh, then we're going to have a great steak dinner. And I have one more gift to give you. I do have one more birthday. It better not be you. prophylactics. Um, no, no, not kind of. I mean, I'm not going to say it. Anyway, the point is, uh, for all your gift getting needs, uh, make sure you go to barbecue pit stop, bbqpitstop.com. And my Monty fan says, are we doing Traeger pizza this weekend? What do you mean? Of course we are. Yeah. See exactly. Duh. Right. Brett Robbins says happy 15th birthday, Jake. Thank you. Thank you, Brett. Appreciate that, dude. <laughs> Thank you. It's really, you know, it's been a really good uh, 14 uh, years and 364 days, you know. Uh, Lopes Van Gabe says, good morning, gang. He um, has entered the chat smoker over propane for life. Yeah. Absolutely. Where are we at on likes? Where are we at on likes right now? Where are we at on What's likes right like now? Uh, well over a thousand views and we are at 79 likes. All right, come on. Little Let's, behind the we gotta, curve. We got we to gotta get it going here. Little behind the curve. Don't, Let's, don't uh, Dale and Holker the like button, okay? Yeah, I, let's I, go. I, I, need you to, you know, I need you to be camerizing here, okay? Don't be a noodle arm quarterback. Yeah. Hit the like button. Come on. Um, if, we, if 150 of you who are here, everybody hasn't hit the like button, do it. If we get 150 likes, it would be off the chisel. Yeah. My nizzle. Uh, My nizzle. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Uh, Kanai says, happy early cake day, Jake. Thanks. Jake's getting that cake, yeah. bro. You know. Um, <laughs> Milf Manor. Let's see. Josh, Joshua Mose says, Monty got Jake a muffler. I mean, I wish I had. I mean, the people at Zion <laughs> National Park wish I had. You know, the people up in the Tetons wish I had. Yeah. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Do you think that video of Danny Ainge talking about 16 years of mediocrity was directed at you? Could have been. I mean, All right, it let's been. move on. Yeah. Uh, Boyd Lake says, yo, bros. Sa, <laughs> dude. Sa, dude. Hey, Claw. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, uh, happy birthday, Jake. Does Jake know what sex is? No, you know, just a complete casual on that topic. By the way, um, there, is a, uh, there is a Pornhub discussion in non-sports stories of the day today, one is. hour from now. Uh, if you're watching the show live at 830. Top searches by state. How long does each state watch for? And we have to we have to have a discussion. Look at Ninkovich with the fire red fives on today. Yeah. Uh, I, we're, get up is on in the background, by the way. Uh, but we do have to have a discussion about why people pay for pornography. Mm -hmm. I don't understand it. Now, I am not a guy that consumes pornography. I have been a rich man, and I have been a poor man. And, and I, I take every fucking time my money every time. <laughs> Why do people pay for fans only? It's some or it only fans. Only fans. Don't Why do mess I make that mistake every single time I bring it up on the show? Um, why do people pay for OnlyFans? I, I don't get it. My wife made an explanation the other day about 
Well, if you want somebody to suck on your toes, you got to pay for that. It's like, okay. Giggity says, uh, Jake isn't a virgin, guys. He's been very intimate with uh, Paul Mala. Yeah, he's, uh, Jake, you, it, look, <coughs> if you can't love yourself, who can you love? <coughs> you know? Yeah, you're not wrong. You know. Um, let's see. Eric and Raleigh says, I'm just happy for Jake that he got a real haircut. Yeah. We did. We went and saw our guy, Jay Taffa, at Dave's Barbershop. I'm telling you, that's something else we're going to talk about in non-sports stories before we get back to the jazz here. Um, if you do not have your own barber, like somebody that you go to every single time, you're doing it wrong. We went to the barber for th almost three hours last night. Mm -hmm. Our guy, Jay Taffa. Yeah. The New Zealander. Yeah. The 275-er. Yes. Um... Yeah, I mean, beyond the fact he gives you an amazing haircut, it's just he's just good people. Yeah, he does but not advertise that what your on the show. Supposed to be, it is, it is. Can I says uh, Jake is soaking on Sunday? <laughs> Tanner, can you give me some? Can you give me some don't, tips? Don't on don't, how to soak. Don't, don't. Why would you ignite Tanner like that? Oh, hey, bro, why are you gaslighting me, dude? Don't gaslight Tanner. Fucking Cole yeah. Beasley. Yeah, don't, don't. Jeremy Bolton says, happy birthday, Jake. Does Jake know what sex is? You still oh have an answer. Oh, my God, just like that. Okay, so he does. Yeah. Thank you for finally answering that question. Uh, M.Y. Monty fan says, Jeremy Bolton, we needed you yesterday. Work getting in the way again. We did need you yesterday. Yeah. We need Jeremy Slacking. Bolton every day. Every day, you know. Uh, I hit the like button because you begged. Well. Are we begging know. for likes? Dude, it, it, the, the simple fact is when you hit the like button, uh, that's how YouTube works. Don't know how to break it to you. And this comes up a lot too. You know, I don't, you guys are begging for subs. Yeah, we you want just, people you, to subscribe. You're just clickbaiting. Click yes, baiting. absolutely. You're, you're we want people baiting. to click on our thumbnails. That's exactly right. Yes, that's how it works. We're only here for one reason. Click on the thumbnail. Click on the like. Click on the subscribe. Watch for 26 minutes at a time. Click on the bell. That's, boom. Bada boom, bada bing. Sorry you know? to disappoint you. Yeah. You're welcome. That's how it works. You know. Uh, let's see. Anthony uh, Mitchell says, good morning, everyone. Haven't been on for a while. Happy birthday, Jake. Enjoy it, bro. Yeah, I appreciate you, man. Jason says, is this a radio show? This, uh, this just showed up on my news feed. This is whatever so, you dude. want it to be. No, it's okay, not. Okay, everybody. Yeah. Sorry, my bad. Relax. My bad. Relax. It's not your um, birthday yet. My point is, Jason, new to the show. Where are you from? What did you search for to find us? Yeah. And... Like, what do you want to talk about? Yeah, let us know, man. You know. Uh, Lu Luisito Diaz says, shout out to Jordan JC uh, of PH. Wish him luck on the jazz. There you go. Appreciate that. Uh, Brett Robbins says, SLC podcast. Yeah, we're not really a podcast anymore. Yeah. This comes There's up been a transformation. Well. We do a live show every morning, 6 to 9 a.m. We talk time. about mountain time. We talk about sports of all kinds. We mainly focus on Utah sports, but we talk a ton of NBA, a ton of NFL, a ton of college football, Pac-12, Big 12. So it's just a matter of, you know, it is what it is. Jason says, I'm in Sandy, YouTube fever. I just want to listen about the best b-ball team. Oh, dude, see? You see what I mean? Well, let's deliver on the brand, yeah, MFers. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, let's talk Utah Jazz basketball on the Monty Show because the Jazz sweep Zion Williamson. No, I'm not no, going to do it. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm not, not going to pander. I'm not, not going to pander. 
I'm not going to pander to your hate and disrespectful hey, first, takes. First team all fat ass. You know That's I mean? right. Come on. Chubbs. Uh, interesting thing last night in the game. Yeah. And one of the things I've talked about a lot about Zion Williamson on this show is that I feel like he's a guy that's very limited. And I know people are like, oh, you're an idiot. You're a casual. Do you guys even watch the NBA? Makes well, me want to puke. We do. But did you see the, the Jazz attacking Zion Williamson defensively? Yeah. Like pick and rolling him to death. Yeah, they were looking for JC against Zion at the top of the key. Switching him to death with Jordan Clarkson, who dominated him. And it's it's remarkable when you watch a guy as talented as Zion in those situations, you realize, A, I'm really good looking and I'm intelligent when I tell you it's cool that you can dunk. And I, I, I'll say this about everybody in the NBA. They can all dunk except Steph Curry. They can all dunk. But what else do you have to offer? And Zion Williamson has very little else to offer. And you'll notice over the two games, every time Zion Williamson went after Walker Kessler, Walker got a little better. Now, he got dunked on two, three times, but he got a little better. And I think Zion Williamson's biggest limitation is all he does is dunk. That's mm -hmm. it. That's his whole game. What is his, what's the scouting report? He dunks. No, I mean like offensively, he dunks. That's it. Did you notice? And it was a really good pass, that, that three that tied the game for New Orleans. Zion passed up the three ball because he can't shoot it. Now, he passed it to, I can't remember the cat's name off the top of my head. Yeah. Shoots a three out of the corner. But I'm just telling you, Zion's very limited. The mm -hmm. Jazz get the win. They sweep the two-game set, 132-129. Jordan Clarkson last night carries him with 39. And I think one of the bigger questions on Jordan Clarkson is, is this a guy you're married to? Because NBA sources around the league have told us for months and months and months that the Jazz were open for business on Jordan Clarkson. And I think now, I don't necessarily believe that that's the case. I think there's a lot of teams chasing Jordan Clarkson. There's a lot of teams who'd like to have Jordan Clarkson. That doesn't mean the Jazz would trade him. And, you know, talking to guys yesterday, there is belief around the NBA that Ryan Smith does not want to trade Jordan Clarkson. Mm -hmm. And I've, I, we've heard that repeatedly and it brings up this question of how involved is Ryan Smith? Like, how hands-on is he? I think he's pretty hands-on. But I'm telling you right now, if you can get value for value, which is a first-round pick for Jordan Clarkson, I don't know how you turn that down. And if you can make a trade to get yourself a bona fide power forward, I think you have to make that trade. And the trade we talked about yesterday on the show, um, that an NBA source who pretty much is not has not been wrong very often. Yeah. This is a trade that is being bandied about. I'm told this trade has been talked about. Mike Conley and Jared Vanderbilt end up in Phoenix. Jay Crowder and Landry Shamet from Phoenix to Atlanta. And John Collins and Dario Saric end up in Utah. What if I said to you, hey, you know what? We're going to have to make that Jordan Clarkson instead of a Vando, instead of a Conley. Right. I don't know that that money works. But how many of you would hesitate to trade Jordan Clarkson and Jared Vanderbilt to get a John Collins, let's say? Yeah, I, I mean... I, I, I would not do that. I think you need to get more value in return for that. Yeah. But if you make that trade and you get two first-round picks in that deal, I'm probably okay, now, doing that now deal. Now we're talking. Now we're yeah. talking. Like, I think that the thing with Jordan Clarkson is uh, the only tidbit that, that I am real steadfast on with Jordan Clarkson is I'm not trading him like for like. I'm not doing it. I'm not trading him for a guy 
that's just a uh, uh, has a different name but plays the same way Jordan does, right? Like, I'm not doing that. That That's a waste of time, in my opinion. But what I am doing is what you just said. I am happy to trade Jordan Clarkson if I can get a position of need and at least one draft pick, depending on the position of need and the caliber of guy that I'm getting back. And so to me, this is this is a really simple thing, but I think this concept of how involved is Ryan Smith in these conversations in Danny Ainge's office? Because I think Ryan Smith, and again, this is my opinion, not off like source information or anything, just what I think. I think that Ryan Smith is involved when 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 it's convenient for him, meaning he's involved when it's Joe Ingles before the ACL tear in the trade, when now it's Jordan Clarkson, a guy that he really likes. That's when I think Ryan gets in and really shares his opinion. But other than that, I think Ryan has said, Danny, here's the keys to the car. Build us a championship contender over the next three seasons. And by the way, Danny's doing a damn good job of that, I might add. So... To me, I would agree. I, I don't even, and I want to be clear, I don't want to come off saying that or making it seem like I, I'm saying Ryan's doing something wrong. I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is that I think as an owner, Ryan Smith on the basketball side is going to be less involved. And on the business side, it's an everyday thing for him because that's who he is. He's built, he's an entrepreneur. That's what he's particularly passionate about and frankly has knowledge on. I think it's really interesting that you have a guy in Ryan Smith that I think has done a fairly good job. I mean, the TV deal is a disaster. Let's see what he does here. He has a chance to rebound from that. Yeah. I mean, the big things that Ryan Smith has struggled with, the new owner of the Utah Jazz, the uniform rollout was an abject failure. I mean, there's just no way to spin that. Not having a new TV deal, okay, well, let's believe him 100%. He had no choice in that. Okay, but still, the TV deal is a disaster. The radio deal is a disaster. Mm -hmm. You can't hear the game on the radio most nights. Why every Utah Jazz game is not on KSL, I don't understand that. Yeah, and I'm curious. I'm curious, like, you know, we just got this new listener, our viewer, Jason. Like, I'm curious, Jason and everyone else out there. You want to know how Jason's new? Here's Here's how you know he's new. He wants to know if soaking's a sport. Bro, you have no idea how deep we've been on soaking on this show. Was that was that a double entendre there? How deep we've been on soaking? Okay. Do you see what he did there? I have a lot see, of respect for that. Soaking deep, deep like it's you know, it all kind of it all kind of works together. We 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 talk a lot of sports on this show, but you know, <laughs> Tanner Plummer brought up soaking, and now he's the super soaker. It is what it is. Lopes fan Gabe says hitting the hitting like is the cost of admission for every video you watch on YouTube. Them's the rules. <laughs> Exactly right. Appreciate you, Gabe. Support the content creator who makes the content you consume. Totally agree with that. Yeah, and you know, Absolutely. I, I think it's worth I think it's worth mentioning. I know, you know, Jason, you're new, and I know we're getting a ton of just so you guys know, we're getting a ton of new listeners and viewers on the show. We so this show is done live every day at the Maverick Center. We get up at four AM to do the show at six AM to yeah. nine AM or so. We don't really have an end time. Some days that's nine thirty. We've even gone as late as ten. Most days it's nine. Um and it's five days a week, so we appreciate you finding us and listening yeah. and tuning in. And everybody's welcome. Jeremy Bolton, the, by the way, Jason, Jeremy is the mayor of Monty Town. Yeah, and that's not dubbed by us. That The listeners have dubbed Jeremy the Mon- mayor of Monty Town. Well, no, I, I thought he kind of overthrew the government and took over the mayor of Monty Well, you Town. know, when Grocock did all the voting scandal <laughs> and won the Xbox and, you know, did all that, 
Jeremy kind of piggybacked off that same action, and now he's won that position. And by the way, his name really is Corey Grocock. You can't make that <laughs> up. Uh, the mayor says, uh, so fun to watch a team who plays with more effort on defense than any single one of those players from last year. And I think that's a huge point, JB. I think yeah. I think this is a fun team to watch. It, it Jazz basketball is fun again. And it it is, I, again, I get up at, Four o'clock every morning. I stayed up until ten fifteen watching this game. Mm -hmm. I'm not turning that game off. You're in overtime against Zion and the Pels, and they're you know I just love the passion and the energy that this team brings. Yeah, and they're not perfect. They're not a title contender. They're not a they're they're probably a forty win fringe playoff team if we're being honest about the Utah Jazz. But you can't tell me that they don't play an enjoyable brand of basketball. But isn't that why it's fun? Because they're, the expectation isn't that, hey, we're going to go and win a championship this year. The expectation, and again, I, I want to say this, this town loves an underdog, which is exactly what this team is. Hey, coming into the season, we're tanking for VW. Or as Kurt said, a Volkswagen. We're tanking for a Volkswagen, right? But they've overachieved all of that. They've done exactly what everybody said they wouldn't do, which is they've played 500 basketball, which yeah. is good enough for this team. So to me, that's what makes it fun because you're like, all right, well, you know, like I heard like four times, and I even said it myself yesterday. I was a little surprised that the Pelicans didn't come out with more to offer last night. I was seriously a, like, I was a little seriously. surprised that that you yes. lost the first game. And then, and then in the second And let's game, be honest. You got embarrassed on Tuesday night. The yeah, Pelicans, yeah. you can't give... What did they have? 58 rebounds? Yeah, and I think they... The Jazz they, had 58 rebounds. The Jazz won by 20 or whatever it was. They Like, they won hand. You got embarrassed. Yeah, like, you know, so, like, you lose that first game the way you did, and you got beat pretty bad. And, and everyone assumed, okay, you've got CJ, you know, you've got Herb, you've got Zion. Like, you've got these guys that really should be able to carry you over the line against this version of the Jazz. And it just didn't happen. And and I don't know, you know, if Zion... They miss Brandon Ingram. Well, that yeah, team yeah. misses Brandon Ingram something terrible. And I, I don't... I still maintain that Zion's not a franchise player. I know he sells jerseys and brings people to the yard, and I totally get that. He is not a guy in basketball... In basketball in general. You can't say Zion Williamson's going to carry this team to a, a championship. Yeah. He's you, not that guy. You can't. He they miss Brandon Ingram something to and what's little dude's name? Arroyo. Um they miss Alvarado. Alvarado, thank Arroyo Alvarado. It's you know, close. it's all the same. You know. Um it you miss those guys because Zion's not it. And you, you look at CJ, and I think CJ's a lovely player. Yeah. But he can't carry a team. Yeah. And neither can Zion Williamson. We gotta get we gotta get a mall. I think his name is a mall down two right there. Here? Yeah, that one, yeah. Uh, this popped up because I was looking for Big 12 news and content. You guys talk heavy Utah sports, but you're so entertaining. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. We do talk a lot of college football. We do. We do. And yeah, we have fun doing it. Kurt Meyer says the best damn sports show in Utah. Thank you. I actually used to work on the best damn sports show at Fox Sports. There was I a show. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that there show. There was a show yeah. called the best damn sports show. It was fun. Uh, Luis Capazzo says, is, is that fat or fat? No, it's fat with an F. Wow, you just call, why are you calling me fat? I didn't call you Bro, fat. It's Dude, a glandular issue. I get it. You're big boned. I understand, <laughs> right? Like we get it. Fat. 
That's amazing. Uh, Jaron Eccles says, oh, Jason, wait until football at 50. Oh, yeah, we about to get crazy. Greg Hale says, uh, I was at the game with my boys. Oh, wow, that's awesome. Their first jazz game ever, and they are now big-time fans. I'm telling you, what the, a building, great game. the building is ridiculous right now. I mean, it's full. It's renovated. Yeah. Like It looks good. Like It's Greg, everything that's, you want. That's a great game to, to, for your kids to be that to have that be their first game. That's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Brett Robbins says, are we still on Zion being a bust, uh, being too large to be in charge? I, for where he was and the hype he came in with, Zion Williamson's a bust. I think that... Zion can be on a championship team, but he's never going to be the reason you no. win a championship. And I, and I, and furthermore, I would say I think Zion, they're asking too much of him right now, in my opinion, because they're still exploring what he can do. Ultimately, I think he falls into a second or third slot on a championship team because he can get after guys. I mean, you put Zion in the right spot, he's damn near impossible to stop. He needs to, to be dude. on the Knicks, dude. If you add that mix of players, which, again... Man, I would be desperate to get Emmanuel quickly. Good Lord. But if you put him with an R.J. Barrett, that makes R.J. Barrett a better player. Yeah. If, you put, if you put Zion Williamson with Jalen Brunson, Jalen makes him a Zion a better player. But they already have their guy in, in Julius. Like, but Julius they're, no, is Julius is not their guy. Julius is a Nick. Now, I agree with that. Julius is a Nick. But Zion Williamson can get you a two-point bucket or he's going to get fouled. Yeah. I, I and I think yeah, yeah I but that's I, another thing in his Zion game, dude. Or, he's got to shoot the free throw better. Zion or Julius Randle? Probably Say Zion it. at this oh. point. Yeah, I think you have to go because Zion's more oh. explosive. Zion's younger. Love, he's got less miles on the on the tires. But again, Julius, again, dude. Yeah, but he's hit or miss. Julius is very. You know who up needs down, Julius? Man. You know who needs Julius? The Chicago Bulls need Julius. Yeah, the Chicago Bulls need a lot. He man. would. Well, thank you for that, jerk. Uh, he but, would be a great fit. With, <laughs> he'd be a great fit with with the Bulls. Oh, Julius, my God. Yeah, he would. Uh, UC Regent Gumby says, guys, guys, guys. Happy birthday, Jake. Yeah, I appreciate that. Hey, guys. You're welcome. Uh, hey, Jake guys. Sperling says, if the three-pointer didn't exist, Zion would be the best player in the NBA. Well. <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, Brett Robbins says, Giannis, he's never. Does he, does he scale up to be Giannis? Zion? Nah, no. Giannis is more athletic. Like, he can do more. Yeah. Boyd Lake says, one-dimensional. Does Zion defend well? He does no, not. No, he does not. No, he does not. Um, let's see. Cody Strickland says, okay, I got to stop you guys. He's not that good. He's fat ass that just rolls down the lane. Just watching him, I was like, dude's going to get injured any minute now. Fat. You're not wrong. Uh, Brett Robbins says, I am married to Clarkson. Do you guys have a good relationship? Like, how's your... Like, are you, oh, you, oh, I see. It's my bad. My, my bad. Uh, I'll stop. He's, yeah, Geno nice he's Ginobili? Guy. Jordan Clarkson is not Manu Ginobili. Stop. One of the greatest ever to play in the NBA, stop, Manu Ginobili. dude. Are you telling me that Jordan, it, is that what you mean by that? Give him starters minutes as a six man. He can outright score more bench points himself than the opponent's bench combined. He's on a good deal. Well, he is on a good deal, but the problem with Jordan is, and I tweeted this last night, you live by the Clarkson. And you die by the Clarkson. Those turnovers. and when Because it's garbage. I call Jordan Clarkson a heat check player. When he's hot, forget it. Yeah. But there are times where that dude just can't do it. And he, I, he's a six man. I agree with that. Dude, you cannot compare him to Manu Ginobili. 
Manu Ginobili. Mm. Teddy Wayman says, no way I trade Vanderbilt and Clarkson for Collins. Collins has been injured the last few seasons. Yeah, and, and I think it's a consideration for sure. Yeah. I think that's a very fair point, Teddy. You yep. know, and, and, and I think that the issue really is is that is that the Hawks have this appetite to trade him because they know they've got Trey and DeJounte Murray and they're on the fringe of being in a championship window, but they've got to add more if they want to step fully into that window. By the way, for all the new listeners, Teddy Wayman... Um, Otherwise known as the beard. His beard is just next level, man. And he, the Wayman <laughs> Brothers Construction, the Wayman Brothers Construction built this studio. Yeah. So Teddy's like, Teddy's our dude. Yeah. And I am jealous of the beard. Teddy, are we on pizza duty tonight? Teddy also has great taste in building Papa Murphy's pizzas. By the way, football 50, 10 of the hour, every hour on the Monty Show. Uh, we bring you the biggest stories in football presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Make sure you download the Papa Murphy's app. Then use the promo code MONTY25. Monty. Uh, Monty. Hey, Monty. Uh, Monty25. M-O-N-T-Y. Monty25 to get 25% off your purchase. A $25 or more. Um, New Mexico Bowl is tomorrow night. All right, cool. Done talking BYU. Cool. So are the Jazz playing tomorrow night? or? By the way, the Jazz have a really friendly schedule the next couple of weeks. Uh, does is there? Does anybody care about the New Mexico Bowl? I asked last hour on Football 50, does anybody care? And you guys were like... Can you get back to Jazz talk now? <laughs> Nobody answers. Like, do you guys care about the New Mexico and Bowl I'm not at even all? I'm trying to be an asshole about this. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody. Like, it's not, you're not relevant now because of the choices you made earlier in the season. And so to me, great. Hire Jay Hill. Hire Kelly Papinga. Great. Nobody cares about this bowl. And Give frankly, me your best dance move to this music. No, I can't do that. I can't do that. No, I can't, I can't do that, dude. I'm sorry. It's your birthday. Well, actually, it's not my birthday. That's Sunday. Sunday's your birthday, and you won't dance. No, I'm not. I I, I know my limitations. Yeah. Are you going to dance? No. I know my limitations. Why are you not going to dance? Because I'm not a dancer. Right. I understand, but but why? I can soak, but I'm not going to dance. Nobody nobody is. We're not saying. We're not doing anything. Just give me one. Like, give me a dab, then. A dab? Like, give me the. He's got. Who's that? Okay, good. good enough. Don't ever do that again. Okay, sorry. Uh, sorry. I don't think anybody cares about the New Mexico Bowl. No. I don't. I really don't. I think more people care about the, the San Francisco 49ers, champions of the NFC West. How about the Niners last night dominating GS7 and the Seahawks? Oh, GS7. They hit Geno Smith nine times last night. Nine times last night. And frankly, I just think that the Seahawks, I don't know, are the Seahawks frauds? And then, and I say that in that, everybody kind of had them as like darlings and hey, this is cool and GS7. I just don't feel like they're that good. And by the way, Cody Barton's got to stop trailing plays because that's not how you make tackles in this yeah, league. Yeah, I think they're a try-hard team, I, meaning that that they work as hard as they can, but they're just not good enough. It just is what it is. Like that is the that is the plight of many professional sports teams, including the Utah Jazz. Like you're a team that's got some talent, that had a nice story in a quarterback, that inevitably is going to get washed out because better teams come along, dude. Yeah. Like tell me that Brock Purdy is not doing exactly what Geno's doing. Brock, like, Brock was pretty good. Come on, dude. Brock, Brock. 
Okay. Uh, you see Regent Gumby says, Jake can soak but can't dance. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Ron Nolan wants to know who's in the New Mexico Bowl. Exactly. Your mom. Uh, Sean Mears, my mom. Sean Mearsinski says, Purdy is pretty good. Yeah, see, Purdy, Purdy is, is pretty good. Purdy's, Purdy's pretty good. You, you know. Um, Barfing Chicken says, everyone has given up on the bowl. Defensive staff changes. QB situation is really weird. And Kalani might try multiple different QBs. That's what I'm I don't saying. Think this so. is like a practice scrimmage for BYU. Oh, look at look at Chris Carr and Arlington Bears going on a date with the wife during the game. I'll record it. That a boy. One of the most passionate BYU fans said he's going to record the because bowl game because it's not Come relevant. On. Damn. Come on. Greg Hale says maybe uh, a tryout for SMU in the Pac-12 could be because the champions of the Pac-12 every year BYU football. Yeah. Dale. Yeah, okay. see what he did there? Because BYU is independent, but they play a lot of Pac-12 teams, including Utah that they beat. You know, uh -huh. uh, Boyd uh, Lake know. says, I'm looking forward to seeing what kind of QB pushed out Jacob Conover at BYU. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Brandon White said, I don't care about any college sports. Amateurs aren't worth caring about. Wow. Well, they're no longer amateurs. Next question. Jaron Hall made $135,000 in NIL money last year. Yeah. Uh, Provo Fit Barbecue. Good morning, gents. I'd be smashing the like button as I run an offset smoker, a.k.a. Traeger Spanker. Let's go. It's my guy. Let's go. Smash the like button. Uh, we're at like 1,500 views and 113 likes. Let's go. Getting up there. Appreciate you guys. Uh, Niners defense is a buzzsaw, Mike Maple yes, said. Yes, it it's is. It's the best defense in the NFL. And one of the things I think is pretty clear about that Niners team is offensively, they can compete with their defense, right? So they're not one-sided like a lot of teams in this league. And I, I, I think you look at George Kittle with two scores last night, you've got to be terrified if you're if you're the Philadelphia Eagles, who I think are the best team in the East, I, I that's that's terrifying. But I think the way he scored, like both of those throws were on the, on the money. Yeah. And, and I think everyone today is talking about that double fake to Kittle up the seam. Like that's a great play. And, and I think that, yeah. again, I'm not going to sit here and say that, that Brock Purdy is somehow some, you know, the best quarterback in the league or some dynamic than Jimmy G was. But we need to see what he's like in a playoff game. We need to see what he's like in the biggest moment. And if he's able to come through in the biggest moment and and just protect the football, they're going to be fine. If he does that, I think they've got a great shot at a Super Bowl appearance. I, reasonably, like I think they do. Football 50, 10 of the hour, every hour, presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza. Use the promo code MONTY25. I think one of the more intriguing games this week is Dallas at Jacksonville. Dallas is minus four in that game. The number is only 48. Yeah. Micah Parsons has been doing a lot of talking this week. And I'm telling you, Jacksonville is where dreams go to die right now because yes. Jacksonville can beat anybody. That's a game you should pay attention to because I think there is more than a puncher's chance that that's going to be a tough kick. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be that's going to be a very difficult kickoff. And I also think, by the way, um, you look at that Rams-Packers game. Are the Packers making the playoffs or not? I don't. I, I man, don't think they'd, so, dude. They'd have to run the table, and their schedule is the Rams at the Dolphins, Vikings, and Lions. Nah. I think that game is a really big game as well, and I know secretly people are like, well, what do you mean it's a big game? You look at the playoff picture. You look at the playoff picture in the NFC. And the Packers are five and eight 
they're only they're only about two games out. If they run the table, because you can't tell me Detroit's going to run the table, they're not. Seattle at seven and seven is not running the table. By the way, Giants and Commanders. One of those teams is in, and one of those Everyone's teams is out. Everyone's taking the Commanders, and I'm just. Telling but why you, wouldn't you? I'm just why wouldn't you? you? Dude. You're taking the, the Giants in that the game? the Washington Commanders, right? Yeah, so. but I think they're trying to win despite the, the jerk-off racist owner. I'm not saying they're not trying to win. I do think they're trying to win, but I, I don't think we should have such confidence in them. But, but. Are, you ta- are you taking the Giants over the Commanders? I want to, but probably shouldn't. Guys, show some balls. Are you yeah, taking the I Giants want- over the Commanders? Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna, I'll take them. Yeah, I'll take them. No, I want to, but you know... I'm taking the commanders in that game. You and everybody else. You're well, tell me to show some balls. Me and everybody else is is going to be eating some Papa Murphy's pizza while we do Papa it. Papa Murphy's presents how to change the way you pizza. Step one, grab a delicious Papa Murphy's pizza. Step two, bake. Step three, chow down on the deliciousness. Order the limited time Hog Heaven pizza today at PapaMurphy's.com. Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase at $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Um, let's get a couple more comments in here. Uh, Maple says, uh, Washington has San Francisco next week. I'll take the Giants. <laughs> okay. Okay. I mean, I can't disagree. Uh, Luis Capazzo says, 300 likes is the goal today. If you've not hit the like button, get it done. We appreciate you guys advocating for yeah, likes. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. We have 115 likes. Yesterday, we got to 200 likes. We did get to 200 yesterday. So let's, let's go to 200 and then try 300. Yeah. Salty Drunk says, hey, Jake, is your hoe giving you a little something something for your birthday? Is your hoe... Giving you a little something, something. Yeah, Santa's coming through. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, Brady versus Joe Cool is a huge game. I agree. Where do you guys, what do you make of Tampa? Is it, Are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers a legitimate NFC threat? Because I don't think they are. There's just something wrong there. I think, I think Philadelphia and San Francisco are clearly the two best teams in the NFC. Right. I don't even know that there's much to there's argue not. there. There's not. But if you look at the second-tier teams, I don't think – I could be wrong, and I'd have to look it up. I don't believe that Kirk Cousins has ever completed a pass in the month of December. Mm-hmm. Now, I could be wrong about that. Yeah, you could be wrong. I don't believe he's – I think he's <laughs> 0 for 17,841. <coughs> um, passes. I, I Again, I have to look it up. He's right, not good right. in the clutch. I still want to know what the Dallas Cowboys are. I will be impressed Uh, if they go. Don't shake your head at me. I'll be impressed if they go to Jacksonville and they win that game. Dude, the Cowboys have to prove they're something other than what they've been. Until that time, they are who we thought they were. They're a good team that lets you down in the postseason every year. 68 and sunny in Tampa this weekend. And Cincinnati's a three-and-a-half-point favorite at Raymond James in Tampa. Yeah, as they should be. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Uh, I love Joe Burrow in that game. Yeah. The AFC is a better conference. It I, is, I, there's just no way to slice it. Absolutely. By the way, uh, again, I will repeat the stat real quick before we move on here, that Tua Tagovai, your mama, otherwise known as Tua Tungavailoa of the Miami Dolphins, is 0-3 in games he's started mm-hmm. where the temperature has been sub-50 degrees. Mm-hmm. It is going to be 28 degrees in uh, Buffalo. Damn. 0-3. Tell me, tell me again that 
Miami's going to win that game. And as I mentioned last hour, NFL footballs are are really hard and yeah. slick in cold weather. And I think it's going to be very difficult. Good luck. Good, good luck. Uh, the Monty Show, every single day on YouTube, uh, is presented by The Advocates, utahadvocates.com. Uh, if you've been in a wreck, been in a car accident, if you slipped and fell on some ice, uh, make sure that you get to The Advocates because when you need somebody to fight for you, there's only one choice, and it's the advocates. You've been in an accident, and now you're injured. Though it wasn't your fault, you now have to deal with getting your car fixed, mounting medical bills, and insurance companies who don't play fair. But don't worry. The experienced team at The Advocates are here to get you the support you need. That's right. Find them online, theadvocates.com, uh, for the best injury attorneys in the business. And really, the best part is you never come out of your pocket to pay them because those guys don't charge you consultation fees or big retainers. You can chat with a lawyer right now today online at theadvocates.com. There's a button that says, talk to a lawyer. Click that button 24-7. You're talking to a lawyer at The Advocates theadvocates.com. Welcome in, everybody. Happy Friday to you again. Um, wish Jake a happy birthday. He will be uh, of legal age uh, on Sunday. Is Jake's 29th birthday. Right. I'm getting old. Right. You're getting Me? old. Dude, I, I can't believe that you're 29. That's crazy. Uh, Arlington Bear says, all jokes aside, Mrs. Monty needs to be on the show more. She is rarely on that we are all at... Uh, yes. Is rarely on now that we are all at the new studio. Well, frankly, Mrs. Monty um, will be on the show more. The problem is she's got a broken arm right now. She's gone from COVID to the dog getting COVID to breaking her arm. The dog getting COVID. She's had kind of a tough run. The coronavirus. So, you know. Uh, Salty Drunk says, apologies, Jake. Is your young lady entertaining you on your day of birth? Indeed. Indeed. Yes. So I said, yeah. Jaron Eccles, Miami is going to win. Mostert will have a hundred plus yards rushing game, and Tua will show up uh, after two bad weeks. Well, you keep bro. telling yourself that, Jaron, and uh, you know we'll talk Monday. We'll talk Monday. Don't do it. Uh, losing to the Lions is a telltale on the Vikings. Well, that's probably true. Are the Lions legit? Yeah, I think so. I think so too. I think they're very difficult to. to I think they're very difficult to deal with. Uh, Cody Strickland says, you know what would be fun weekly giveaway? Six pick $5 NFL tickets for Wendover. Six picks from your guy's choice as a number one ticket or a two week or a hundred. Now you're getting too complicated now. Now it's just gotten too complicated. You know. Uh, Greg Hawkins says, Jake and I are only seven months apart. Yeah. See, there you go. Okay. Like, are you guys kindred spirits then? Uh, I guess. You know, Greg, by the way, I saw your tweet about your accident, dude. I hope you're okay. I'm glad you're okay. Uh, let's see. Salty Drunk says, uh, hey, Monty, do you think you should have settled 29 years ago? No, probably not. I probably should have left you on the carpet, but I didn't. Physiologically, you know? it's a non-starter. You know, no, Jake's, a, Jake's awesome. For those of you new to the show, Jake is actually my son, by the way. I'm 5,700 years old. I'm actually 49. He's 29. Right. Do so, the math. There you go. Uh, Teddy says 35-14. Bill's easy win. I could win. see that. I could definitely see that. Okay. Uh, let's see. Code says the Pelicans fear the Suns. Nah, I'm going to say that's not true. Yeah, I don't think so either. Boyd Lake says Jay Swag Daddy is legit having a great year in Detroit. Yeah, Jamal Williams is absolutely. Stud. Absolutely. Kenai Johnson says Salty Drunk, you're on one today. I agree. 
Ken Williams says, no, the Vikings defense is dead last. Kurt and JJ had monster games. JJ's legit. Yeah. Let's be honest about that. He's absolutely legit. All right, a couple uh, couple of things I want to get to this hour. Obviously, the Jazz win last night. The biggest stories in sports on the Monty Show every single day presented by Quick Quack Car Wash. Um, there's only one choice in Utah. When it's snowy like this, finally we're going to get a Sunday today. Hit the Quick Quack, man. I'm telling you, five minutes or less, I've got the Jeep outside. Going to hit the Quick Lifted Quack. Rubicons. That's right, MFers. Yeah. Uh, going to hit the uh, Quick Quack with the Jeep. It's going to be nice and clean. And the best part is you don't wait in long lines for hours at a time. Five, seven minutes, almost no matter how long the line is, you're in and out of Quick Quack in five, seven minutes. The people are friendly. By the way, bring the kids. Jeremy Bolton, the mayor of Monty Town yesterday, tweeted pictures of us inside the car wash. And what did you see? Different colored soap, different lights. Like, it's actually really fun. Yeah. Uh, at Quick Quack Car Wash. Make sure you tell them uh, you heard about them on the Monty Show. Uh, Kay Nuren says, what number one can the Jazz get that will bring the Jazz a championship? A power forward of note. That's what the Utah Jazz need. I think the biggest story in sports, without a doubt, is the Utah Jazz sweep a two-game set with the uh, New Orleans Pelicans, 132-129 last night. Jordan Clarkson leads away with 39 points. Jazz at the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, their schedule really does play. I don't know. You guys probably don't care about this, but if you look at the Utah Jazz schedule, it's pretty amazing that they really don't have they don't have a tough schedule to end the month. They play Saturday, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Monday. They're off from December 22nd to the day after Christmas. Yeah. Which is by the way because well nobody thought they'd be good so they weren't playing on Christmas Day. Um it's really fascinating and this trip is a two game set to Milwaukee and then they go to see Donnie and the Cavs. They come back home for Detroit and Washington, and then they go out on a three-gamer, San Antonio, Golden State, and Sacramento. Yeah. So I think their schedule is pretty... I mean, it definitely caters to having rest and you know playing rested, which is always good. I mean, Absolutely. This, this team is clearly better when they're rested. I think that that's a, because you're going to get practice time. That's yeah. the thing that really stands out is you're getting practice time. Mm -hmm. And I think it, for Will Hardy and this Jazz team, practice time is absolutely imperative. Uh, but then again, don't forget Tuesday, January 10th, Donnie and the Cleveland Cavaliers come to town. Are you guys excited about that game? I cannot wait to have Donnie back at Vivint. Does he get booed? Man. I mean, does Donovan did, Mitchell has, get booed? I kind of think he does. Cause he's taken on this sort of villain character in Cleveland on some level, you know, like all the comments about actually liking basketball again and like having fun and being grateful to be in Cleveland. Like, you know, he's just made some of those backhanded, mm -hmm. like, you know, just kind of stick a screwdriver in me and screw it. Like, it, like just some of that stuff is, I think he's been vilified by jazz fans. Yeah. yeah. So I think he's got a good shot at getting booed. I, I, I which is ridiculous to me. And they're going to do a tribute video and they're going to do right. The club will do right by him. But I think that. Jazz so is it like are, a whole house booing? Is it loud no, I booze? I think it's like half and half. I think that he'll get cheers, but 
I think there will be a sect of Jazz fan who doesn't like Donovan Mitchell, who thinks that Donovan Mitchell was self-serving and played hero ball and didn't like, you know... Talked about politics? Yeah, talked about politics. Like, you know... I, you really is, think he gets booed? I, I'm not saying all of the Viv is going to boo him, but what I am saying is that there is going to be a good chapter of that stadium that boos him. Well, we want to take you to see that game. You plus one, uh, all you have to do is hit subscribe because... We are motoring to 9,000 subscribers on the show. And once we get to 9,000, if we do that by the end of the year, and we're at 8590 now. Wow. 8590 with 15 days to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we hit 9,000 um, by, the, by the end of, of the year, which is only 27 subs a day, when we're doing about between 35 and 70 subs a day, we will take you plus one. We will draw one subscriber's name. We will take you to a jazz game. We'll do it in a black car. We'll get to the game, lower bull tickets. We'll take you to the team store. You can buy any jersey you want. I'm telling you, get the black and white sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. I would go sweatshirt, not jersey. Get the black and white jazz logo sweatshirt. The Ryan Smith special, as I call it. Um, and then we'll we'll watch the game together with Donovan Mitchell and the Cavs taking on your Utah Jazz. And all you have to do... Uh, is smash that subscribe button. That's why we're asking everybody to like the show uh, because it really does push our subscriber base forward. And yes, we need subscribers on this show. Um, so if you hit the like button and you hit subscribe, we're going to reward you for that. Yeah, You know that is a fact. We're also, by the way, coming up in January, you're going to hear about our All-Star Game contest. We're going to give away a pair of tickets to the NBA All-Star Game that includes a dinner as well. Uh, So you have a whole All-Star Game experience. We also are giving away a weekend of spring training in Mesa, Arizona with the Cubs. Um, So we have a lot of contesting coming up, but let's get to 9,000 by the end of the month so that we can then uh, take everybody to a a jazz game. That would be amazing. Yes. So make sure you give us a like right now. If If you're not here, there's 171 people watching the show. Right now. Right now, we are trying to get to 200 subs per show. 200 likes per 200 show. 200 likes, excuse No, we want 200 subs per show, don't well, we? Well, that would work too, yeah. We're trying to get to 200 likes a show. We've had almost 2,000 people watch the show today. Hook it up. Hit the like button, and uh, let's get to 9,000 by the end of the year. Uh, are you going to boo Donovan Mitchell? Let's get your thoughts on that. Um, Teddy Wayman says, happy birthday, Jake. Just had my 30th. There you wow. go, Teddy. Let's go, man. Hey, I feel so old. You guys are like, you, you quite literally are 20 years younger than me. Mm-hmm. That feels so old. Code says uh, the Jazz should trade for Jay Crowder. Nah, that's the wrong time for Jay Crowder to be a Jazz man. One, he man. was here already. Two, he's just at a stage of his career that doesn't help the Jazz much. Yeah. Uh, Brett Robbins says Giannis is going to murder Kessler. Good luck, rookie. We'll see. We'll see. Salty Drunk wants to know how good would it be if Jingle suits up against the Jazz? Well, they say he's on the verge of playing. Yeah. So, and by the way, again, I would remind you uh, that it's Jazz at Milwaukee on Saturday, 6 Mountain Time. So I think there's a pretty good chance. Yeah. Uh, Cody says, I love Donovan, but I would love, uh, but I love the no hero ball we're getting, we got going on. Yeah, Sexton and JC does it here and there, but nothing like how it was with Donovan. Yeah, it could be. Could be. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's a black hole of content, you know. Uh, let's see. Ahmad El Mabashir. Ahmad. Wait, what? Y'all really father and son? Yeah. Yep. I, I kid you not. Yep. Yes, we really are. Barfing chickens. 
I could care less about basketball, but if I were there, I'd boo because he plays for another team. Really? I suppose. Really? Uh, Kanai says, no, I like it, Salty Drunk. That's my type of humor. Okay, I like that. Uh, Brother! Brother! Jake, I didn't know you're 29 years old because I'm 31 and you're like... You're like seven months. Sorry. Happy birthday to you. Sorry. Can't sing like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Happy yeah. birthday to you. Uh, hey it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Same. Looking forward to it. Same. So it's going to be cold this weekend though, by the way, if you're in Utah. Layer it up. Absolutely. Button up. Uh, you know, I, the Donovan Mitchell thing is really interesting to me because I don't think it's what happened the last two years is not Donovan's fault. It, it really is not. But I think that everyone has their opinion on it, you know? So, like, jazz fans are notorious for being negative, and I think that Donovan is an easy scapegoat. Yeah, sure. it, it's frustrating to me that so many people blame him, and they don't blame Rudy. Because if you're blaming Donovan and you're not blaming Rudy, I think you're, it's I a little think, short-sighted. Yeah, those two guys were the pillars of the team, and I think they share equal responsibility, you yeah. know, like at a minimum. Yep, I don't disagree with that. By the way, remember we were talking about managing dudes' loads? Yeah. Uh, did you see that the Brooklyn Nets got fined 25K for inappropriate use of the injury list because they sat eight guys in a back-to-back against the Pacers, including Kevin and Kyrie? Yeah. 25K. Does that solve managing a load of a bro no, in the NBA? No, that's a slap on the wrist, dude. The slap on the wrist. I, I don't think it solves anything, but I think, you know, hey, handouts and fines. That'll, you know. Yeah, I think there's no way to fix load management in the NBA. No. And it's frustrating. No, there's not. And I think that, you know, the schedule kind of helps a little bit here and there. But when you're playing back-to-back, teams are going to do that. Yeah, I, I am. And it's just my opinion. It is just my opinion. I am of the mind that I don't believe that you can fix this problem. I yeah. think load management in the NBA for a guy like Kawhi and Paul George didn't play last night. Load management has been a thing since the Kobe days, man. Like, it, it, it's 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 been around. It's not new. And I think people are just are just less tolerable with it now. They, they want you to play every night. Yeah, and I, I also think, by the way, I, I think we saw load management with Mike Conley last night. Yep. There was a large stretch in the fourth quarter where Mike was on the bench. And I don't think there's anything wrong with handling. Like, if, if every team handled it that way, we wouldn't be talking about it. Like, people wouldn't be upset. Yeah, but if you're the Lakers, if you're the Celtics, if you're, you know, if you're Ja Morant... If you're Devin Booker, who was terrible last night, by the way, um, you, you can't miss games for the sake of missing games. Right. And I understand that these guys are battling injury. Like a Kawhi Leonard, I totally understand. Yeah. Kawhi Leonard's coming back from a major knee in, incident and yeah. injury. Yeah. Okay, I get that. But Paul George seems to have more injuries that need us to manage his load than any player in the history of the NBA. Or I look at a part of the plan. I look at a Mike Conley. I understand Mike Conley's 171 years old. Mm -hmm. You can't play him 50 minutes, but at least he played in the game. Yeah. And so if I'm the NBA, I think you have to have Kevin Durant and Kyrie play. Well, and and if you're only going to play him 20 minutes or 15 minutes, okay, I get that. Yeah, and I think the thing with Mike that it's so brilliant is they played him in crunch time. They played him when it mattered most, but he just didn't play a lion's share of minutes to keep him healthy. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, I, I think... I think you have to find a way to stop it, and I I don't know how you do. It. I don't. Th- I again, I think it's well, the it's unfixable problem. It's legislature in the in the league. So like you would have to put in uh, a rule, 
a piece of legislature that says you can only sit out a certain amount of games due to load management. If you want to... Well, if, would it be a thing where you don't pay a player if they have to sit out for load management? Um, After a certain threshold. Because I think that every player deserves a night off here and there. I think that that's fine. But I think, yeah, we run into problems when teams are load managing eight guys in a back-to-back. -back. I think that that's a problem. And I think that if you're going to sit a guy for no reason other than resting him, there needs to be a threshold on out of 82 games, how many games the guy can rest, miss, yeah. just due to rest. That's how you do that. Well, I look at Salty Drunk's comment, and he actually makes a really good point. There's an easy fix to load management thing, automatic 14-day hiatus if an independent NBA doctor ticks off. So if you if you want to load manage a Kevin Durant, yeah, and he goes to a doctor that says he's not injured and he's not playing that night, I mean, does that do you get fined? And if the doctor says, yeah, you know, like maybe he has to sit out ten days, I don't know what that looks like. Maybe if it's that they have to miss two games, you can't sit a guy just I one just, game for I, load management. I, I don't know, but again, yeah. all of these are opinion, and I don't think it works. Because, by the way, the, the PA will never – half of the problem is the NBA and the NBA Players Association will never agree to this stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, so the fans end up just eating ass but, on it. And that's the problem. Like, again, I'll use the example of me. I'm a Bulls fan. I probably see the Bulls twice a year, maybe in person. If you're lucky. If I'm lucky. It, the other week when we went to the Bulls game here in Salt Lake City, if DeMar had sat, I'd have been flipping pissed, dude. Yeah. I, like Zach Levine, if he'd have been load managed in that game, I think – First of all, I think that's a crime in a public place, but that's not really my point. If he hadn't played in that game, I'd have been upset. Yeah. You know, if Vucevic yeah. hadn't played in that well, game, paying, I wouldn't have been you're upset. You're paying money to go and see these games. And it's like, dude, I'm not paying because I want to step inside Vivin. I'm paying to see DeMar. Yep. Andy H says, uh, we need a power forward. Who's available out there that's better than Laurie? The problem is Laurie Markkinen is not a power it's, forward. Yeah, it's not a better than Laurie thing, dude. Dude, it's can not. we all come to a consensus on this that Laurie Markkinen is not a power forward? Yeah. He's a guy that's a three. He is a soft Euro, with all due respect. Laurie Markkinen's not a Laurie Markkinen's not a four. Um, you're a three or a four when you go to tridaytrading.com slash Monty. I, I, Facts. It didn't really work. My point is uh, tridaytrading.com uh, presents NBA Talk and the Utah Jazz right here on the Monty Show. Anytime we talk basketball or the Utah Jazz, think tridaytrading.com. And I'm telling you again, I say it every day about the guys at Triday Trading. You've got, what, six working days left in the year? If I said to you, hey, in the next six days you can make six grand, would you be in for that? Mm -hmm. Are you, let me ask you this directly, are you going to make $6,000 in the next six days? Oh, you're not? Tridaytrading.com slash Monty. That's really what it comes down to. And the best part is, is that Triday Trading is going to teach you how to be a prolific day trader. You can do that part-time. Triday Trading has people that have gone through their program every day in this country that make hundreds of dollars a day day trading on a part-time basis. But they also have guys that have scaled this up. It's their full-time and only-time job. And they're making thousands of dollars a day because they believed in Tridaytrading.com. And you should too. That's why I say, hey, go watch the free webinar. There's no obligation anywhere in North America. Watch the webinar, tridaytrading.com slash Monty. Watch the free webinar. And if you don't want to be involved in it, great. Never go back. But I'm telling you, you watch that webinar, you're going to want to be involved in it because it really is within your reach to make $1,000 a day. If we said to you, hey, you, could, you can make 
$200,000 a year. Hey, how much money would you prefer to be making than what you are now? If you're making under $100,000, certainly. If I said to you right now, are you going to make $100,000 this year? And if the answer is no, you need to get to TridayTrading.com slash Monty because you work too damn hard not to make six figures, dude. Mm -hmm. You do. And you should be making $100,000. And TridayTrading.com can show you how to become a six-figure earner. And it's not that much of a stretch. Trust me when I say it. Get to TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Talking NBA on the show. Andy H says, so uh, KO is our four. His game isn't much different than Laurie Markkinen. So wait, you're comparing Kelly Olenek and Laurie Markkinen. What I'm telling you is, Laurie Markkinen is a three, and he is a damn good three. Mm -hmm. And what I'm telling you is Kelly Olenek's not a four. He's a five that's playing the four. Kelly Olenek is the Swiss Army knife. Put him him where you need him for five to eight minutes at a time and take him out of the game. That's what he does. And last night, he makes a play at the end of regulation to get the turnover and the 50-50 ball, and and that's what allowed you to be in a better position. Like, I, I think that we can't. Like, on one hand, yes, we need to stick these guys in the roles. Lori's a three. He's not a four. Whatever. Likes like, a on point one card. Hand, like, one hand, we got to do that. But on another hand, you got to understand that it's all based on matchups. That's the whole That's the whole thing in the NBA. So, like, if Lori is, is playing a particular team and they've got a really nice matchup for him, maybe he is a four that night. You know? Yeah. Maybe. But, like, on another night, if it's Steven Adams or Valanchunas or these big, thick, like lumbering bigs, you're not playing Laurie against that guy. You're going to get him out on the perimeter and put him in positions to score. So that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not necessarily just that the Jazz need a power forward. They need a guy that can operate down there and that can, they need a big that can really do some things. Like Kelly Olenek is not a five. Kelly is a four. He's too small to be a five. So to me, it's like, hey, if you could get, that four or five guy that's like a Valanchunas or like the more lumbering type big man, that has a use on this team because that would bring balance to your starting five. But to me, at the end of the day, I just think that Laurie's mentality is not big tough guy. Laurie is soft hero that is a really effective scorer, can shoot the hell out of the ball, like has a nice game. And you're not going to ask him to be some tough guy out there on the floor at the four. Yeah, I I think... You know, no, no matter how you look at this, the Jazz position of weakness by far and without doubt is the power forward. Yeah. They, 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 it's why they lack in rebounding. Um, I, I, is Walker Kessler a 4-5? He's not. I think Walker's a center, period. I think he's, he can evolve, and he's clearly growing, I think, on a minute-to-minute basis, but you mm-hmm. don't have a power forward on this team. And I think that's why the Jazz are so deep in the the John Collins trade discussions because you yes. need a guy like John Collins on this team. He can shoot the three. He rebounds well. He is not a good perimeter defender, and yet, I, from what I understand, what I've been told by sources at the Jazz are, they evaluate John Collins as a guy that they believe they can – they can improve on, they see things in his game that they can tweak and fix, and they believe he can become a much better player than we're seeing in Atlanta. That's what you do when you trade for a guy. And I think if you look at NAW, I think if you look at Jordan Clarkson, Colin Sexton when he was playing, like these guys have all taken big step forwards in their game under, under Hardy. So why wouldn't you want John Collins to be exposed to Will Hardy to grow his game? I think you would, and if it takes... You know, Jared Vanderbilt and Mike Conley shipped out to get that deal done. I think he absolutely do that. Yeah. Because again, the trade that I've, I'm told was negotiated didn't happen was Dario Sarge and John Collins 
plus draft compensation end up with the Jazz. And in Atlanta, you wind up with Landry Shamet and Jay Crowder. That's a big win for the Utah Jazz. And then in Phoenix, you, you wind up with Mike Conley and Jared Vanderbilt. And I think that's a big win for Phoenix. That makes them a far better and more dangerous team. The other thing you got to remember is that Phoenix recognizes that they are in a championship window that they also recognize is closing. Mm -hmm. And I think they understand that a guy like a Landry Shamet is expendable to them if they're going to get a Mike Conley type in return. Thanks. And I think, again, this is going to have to be a three-team trade because of the luxury tax situations involved. Yeah, But you look at... It, what's out there, Jared Vanderbilt is absolutely somebody that has value to a championship team like Phoenix. He does not have yeah. that much value to a fringe playoff team like the Utah Jazz. Yeah. So I don't think there's any question, any question, that power forward's a huge problem for this team, the Utah Jazz. Uh, Teddy Wayman, I'm super stoked we got Kessler in the Rudy trade. He's going to be special. If nothing else, he is a really proficient shot blocker. He is a try-hard guy on, on defense, no doubt. Brett Burnett says, uh, I got the like. Hit the like button like the Hulk, guys. Yeah, let's go. Where are we at on likes? Uh, just about 2,000 views today, 133 likes. So, yeah, let's go smash that like button, bro. Uh, appreciate that. Eric C., good morning to you, friend. Eric, are we hooking up when we're in L.A.? Oh, oh, bro. No, why dude, do you have why, to turn why, everything why sexual? Do you, why do you why do you ask guys questions like that, dude? Okay, here we go. Real. Uh, time for penis talk with Jake. Fucking A. Hey Eric, are we gonna get together for a picture and maybe, you know, a Bev or a taco or seven? Eric C lives in SoCal. Hey guys. Uh, I'm convinced if the Jazz get Collins and uh Shea, Shea Gilgis Alexander from OKC, they're a contender. You're not getting yeah, you're not getting SGA, dude. Yeah, that that's that ain't happening. Okay, maybe we won't because we don't hang out with drug users. Because clearly, that's probably too far. Yes, you did. You know. Anyway, uh, let's see. Anthony Cornell says, "I'm not paying someone 26 million to do what Vando does. It's that simple, boys. Vando does what Collins does. It no, not close. That's not close. I, if you think that Jared Vanderbilt and John Collins are similar players, you have never seen yeah, John Collins you play. Don't, you don't watch John What Collins are you play. talking about? Yeah. You can't... John Collins is a 30... Mid, mid to high 30s three-point shooter. That's a guy that will give you 16, 18 points a night. That's a guy that can give you 7 to 10 rebounds a night. That's a guy that can shoot the three. He's a... Again, his biggest issue is perimeter defense. He does not move his feet well. He's way more explosive than Vando is. He is John Collins is a superior player compared to Jared Vanderbilt. With all due respect, Anthony, I, I don't I don't know which guy you're looking at. Uh, brother says, sorry, Brent. Come on, everyone hit the like button. Seriously, we got 164 and less uh, likes in the stream. Support his show, I'm dying. There's 159 people watching the show right now, and we have... 139 likes. Appreciate that. Let's go. Keep rolling. Cody Strickland says, what you guys think about Yudoka Azubuki playing? Trade coming involving him? I He's just not valuable. Like he's he not an NBA player. Yeah, he just hasn't there's no there's no like cool. Yeah, he may be a throw-in player on a trade, sure. I mean, he, I could see that, but there's not a there's not like, oh yeah, I got to have Doka on my team. Like, but I, like I look that. at somebody like a Micah Potter. Micah Potter is more of an NBA player than Yudoka Azubuki. Yeah. With all due respect to Doka, I just don't think he he doesn't have, yeah, he doesn't have NBA athleticism. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, it, it, it just, it, it, it just isn't. 
is what I'm saying. Anthony says, uh, pointless basketball, it's not new. Don't dismiss it. The Jazz haven't gotten everything right. Dario sucks. Keep him. You're not taking Dario Saric to be a, a, a frontline player. Dario Saric is an expiring contract that gives you good minutes off the bench. If he's your 9, 10, 11, 12 guy off the bench, why do you care? He's cheap and he's expiring. Who cares? Like, you're, you're looking, and I'll put the graphic back up because I, I don't understand. If you say no to this trade, I would love to understand why. Yeah. Why would you say no to have John Collins? To have John Collins instead of Jared Vanderbilt is a massive win. And by the way, an NBA source told us this is a trade that was thrown around and draft compensation prevented that trade from happening. So you're telling me that you wouldn't rather have John Collins than Jared Vanderbilt. Because let's be honest, Dario Sarge is a throwaway. He's not a vital piece of anything. Yeah. But if you, I'm trying to understand how you don't value John Collins higher than Jared Vanderbilt. Like, explain that to make, help me understand that. Because that just does not compute. Yeah. And I'm happy to, if I'm wrong, help me with that. Because I don't get that. Uh, Brett Burnett says, Carl Malone wouldn't be crushing it. Absolute stud at his, as his body made him hard to guard like LeBron. Would be crushing it, excuse me. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, I think Carl Malone and Stockton would definitely thrive in today's NBA. The problem is that John Stockton, athletic, you need to be incredibly athletic to be elite in today's NBA. John Stockton in today's NBA would not do what he did back then. It, today's I would NBA agree. is twice as athletic as it was back then. I would agree. I think Carl Malone was a, a physical freak. John Stockton, I think, would have a harder time being elite. Because who's the point guard comparison to him? Like John Paxson, who's the point guard comparison to him today? I mean, is John Stockton Steph Curry? Is John Stock like think of the is John Stockton Chris Paul? He's not. I think Chris Paul's probably a better player than John Stockton. Was. I mean, the closest comparison that I could even think of would be like maybe a little Tony Parker back in the day. Maybe you know what I mean? Like, there's not a there's not a real clean cut like for like right and now. And I, I wonder, does Carl Malone shoot threes in today's NBA? Um, I don't think he'd be a three guy. I think he'd be an elbow guy. That's what I think. I think I think that could be. I, I think, think that could be. he'd be a get fouled, try to get to the line guy. He always had the ability to be a mid-range player. Yeah. I, I'm curious what, what he would be. That That's interesting. Um, You know, I, I just, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, Anthony H says, uh, yeah, Carl could definitely stretch, uh, his shot out to the three point line. He'd just be as dominant. I think Carl Malone would be the same player. I think Carl Malone would be, uh, uh, absolute pick and roll master and he yeah. would run the floor. I have no doubt about that. Uh, salty drunk says, looks like Anthony is running his car with the garage door closed this morning. <laughs> wow. Uh, you know, uh, Jaron Eccles says, make the trade and start NAW at point. I want to see my, he was terrible last night, by the way. Turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. NAW, Jake just kept texting me turnovers, turnovers. How many turn times? Are, 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 I wonder if NAW's uh, running a charity because he kept giving the ball away. Yeah. Well, you know, no, I'm not going to do it. Ken Williams says, I say no Vando is an engine that makes this team go. 
You think you think Jared Vanderbilt's the engine that makes this team go? No, I think that's that's Mike Conley. Yeah, I think you look at Conley, Clarkson, and maybe even a little bit of Sexton as well. I look at that again. I just point to the big plays in the game last night. Larry Markkinen's three in the fourth quarter. I think Larry Markkinen's the most important player on this team. I mean, he has to play well for them to win. Yeah. Um, I think JC and Mike are really important. I think Jordan Clarkson. When he's on, fabulous. When he's off, nah, bro, I'm good. Like, I, I think Mike Conley is really important to this team. Yeah. Again, but they need to play with more pace. Yes. You can't walk they the ball up the mentally. floor. They get lazy mentally. They get lazy mentally. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what happens to them. And then they got to get, they, yeah. Will Hardy's got to check them, and then they play fast again. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. Uh, Anthony says, and you're responding, little guy. What does Here that mean? Go. How am I, what, did you just call me fat? I think, I think just, he's talking to Salty. Oh, is he really? Okay, sorry. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says Caruso is a poor man, Steve Blake. Okay. Uh, he's better than Steve Blake was. He got dropped the other night, by the way, Caruso. Yeah. Uh, brother says, but the question is, what's the condition of uh, Jaron Hall until tomorrow's bowl game against SMU? He, he ain't playing, man. <coughs> he's not playing. He's not healthy. Yeah. He, but, I mean, Kalani yesterday said he's not playing. So, uh, Brandon Butler said stock would be fine. He was a great shooter, and the new rules would let him operate with more space. But he's undersized, and undersized point guards struggle in this league. Yeah. We know that. So, you can be a big, oversized point guard, but you can't be an undersized point guard in the NBA. Like, who's the, I mean, if you're thinking of a point guard rankings, like a Chris Paul, undersized, always injured. Right? Like, always. I look at guys like Kawhi Leonard bringing the ball up. I look at... Zion. Zion bringing the ball up. I look at... You know, like you just... it's a it, John Stockton was so talented, I think he would find a way. He, he would find a way. His game would be different. Yeah. His game would have to be different. Yeah. In, 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 in you know, I, because I think he has a... Clearly, he has athleticism. He has skill. He has talent. It's just a matter of what would his, how would his game be different? Carl Malone doesn't need to change his game at all to thrive in today's NBA. He does not. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, Giggity, Caruso is a poor man's Raul Lopez. Okay. Excuse me, it's not Raul, it's Haul. Haul Neto. Uh, Pied Piper says the J-I-M-M-E-R would be an elite in today's NBA. No. Stop it. Nah, fam. Stop it. It's, he's being sarcastic. He, he's being sarcastic. Maury Alvarez, Carl's turnaround jumper was fire. Yes, it was. Uh, Boyd Lake, what's up, my guy? He says, Stockton was capable of shooting threes like point guards today. You see John Stockton shooting threes like... I don't know about that. Um, I think there are very few guys who are tougher physically and mentally than Stock. Stockton was uh, Kobe Jordan tough mentally. Okay. First of all, we need to address the fact that you spelled Kobe C-O-B-Y. I was going to gloss over that. Come on, guy. You know. Okay, can we, can, we, can we get to some of this fun stuff here? Yeah, hang on. A couple more. Uh, Hunt2 says, Monty, do you think guys like Danny Ainge will move players this season or will he wait till the... No, he will... My guess is that you are going to see Vanderbilt and Beasley. And I would, or I would think... I would think those two guys at the minimum. I think Mike Conley's available. And I think Mike deserves an opportunity to win a championship. And again, this goes back to what we talked about last week. Does Mike want to go somewhere else and win a championship? I don't know. 
But I do think he'll make moves. I do think he will make moves. Um, Jeremy Bolton wants to know if you know who John Stockton is. Yeah, yeah. You know, John Stockton was a, a WWE wrestler back in the day, and, uh, you know. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, where do you want to go to first in the non-sports stories of the day on the Monty Show? Um, let's talk about building furniture. Yeah. So, Mrs. Monty's got a broken arm. Right. She bought a bookshelf because we have three fish. Well, she has three fish. Thank you. Yeah, she- uh, Mrs. Monty has three fish in a tank in our basement. Right. She wants a bigger tank. She needed a, f- a bookshelf. She intentionally broke her arm so she wouldn't have to build the bookshelf. <coughs> so, of course, she buys the bookshelf and it comes with really crappy instructions. Right. I mean, terrible instructions. No words, just pictures that don't make any sense. Pictograms. Are you somebody that builds your own furniture? Are you Team Ikea? Because I can tell you right now, I'm Team RC Willie. Boys, <laughs> bring it to my house, put it where I tell you, and have a nice day. Yep. I am not a furniture builder. I am not an Ikea guy. I'm a man. I don't believe that we as men should have to shop at Ikea. Right. I think it is singularly demasculinization of men. Makes me want to puke. On Fox News. Um, <laughs> like, I just, I hate Ikea. Yeah. I hate, well, I hate going store. to Ikea. Yeah, the experience is wild. I hate shopping at Ikea. Yeah. I hate parking at Ikea. I hate the cafe at Ikea. I hate but the fact. cheese isn't bad. I hate the fact that mom lets kids run around Ikea like it's a playground. Y'all want to play. I hate building furniture at Ikea. I hate that Ikea's furniture weighs like 10,000 pounds. <laughs> And I'm the one that has to carry it. Yeah. Now, having said that, the IKEA furniture I do have is awesome. Yeah. Lasts forever. Durable. Stays together forever. Yeah. But no, I am not building furniture ever again. Because, of course, the instructions were junk. Janky-ass instructions. We get to, like, step seven. And only on step seven do you realize you had to do something else a different way. And to go back and fix it, you got to take the whole thing apart, which we definitely were not doing. Dude, I'm not doing it. I'm never doing it. I'm never doing it again. The bookshelf turned out fine. At the end of the day, it was fine. But I took it apart twice to get it together once. I'm not building furniture. <laughs> it's not what I do. It's I, not what I do. I talk, I talk into microphones and I eat mass amounts of food. That's what I do. That's what I do. You know what I mean? And I'm an expert in that. Fat. You know, I, I just, I can't stand it. Yeah. I mean, building furniture has to be one of the, the biggest pet peeves in my life. Like, I, I'm not a fan of it. I don't like it. Would rather you just come in, drop it off, do your thing, get the hell out of my house. We're Dude. good to go. Seriously, Luis Capazzo. Monty, that's not building. That's putting the Lego parts together. You know what? I was a prolific Lego part putter together when I was a kid. Dude, I had tons of Legos and loved them. This bookshelf almost took my life. (laughs) It was so frustrating. All gas, no brake. It's so frustrating. Yes, Raptor, it's like Legos. You know you're in trouble when they give you the bag full of bolts and an Allen wrench. And you're like, "Uh uh-oh. Why Allen wrenches, you cocks? Why Allen wrenches? Why can do you me like it? that? Can can a, screws are fine. Power driver screw. Hey, power. Bada bing, bada boom. Screw in the hole. It's fine. Right. Why do I? Why do you have to torture me with an Allen wrench? 
I don't get it. I don't get it. It drives me crazy. Mike Phillips says, I love Ikea. The stuff looks way better too. RC Willie sells furniture right out of 1986. Well, okay. That's not unfair. It's not unfair. Actually. Yeah, it's not unfair. Uh, Pied Piper says, Jake, what's your go-to B-Day dinner dessert? Oh, this is easy. It's a New York strip medium with some shrimp. Give me some mashed potatoes and some mac. And then after that, we're having apple pie. There you go. Done. Didn't even have to think about it. And some vanilla ice cream with it. Didn't even have to think about it. Jordan, uh, hello. Uh, Ron Nolan says, you guys seem to know a lot about Ikea. How is that possible? Because I've been forced at gunpoint to go in there far too many times Schemers in my marriage. trying to control their little worlds. And frankly, I like sex, so I go to Ikea with my wife. You're a smart man. That's what it is. <laughs> what it is. Jordan Royal says, Ikea instructions suck. The Swedish can't put some instructions in English? No. No. Why, no. Would they, why would they do that? See, that, that would make it easy on us. No, they don't want to. They don't want to. Giggity says no chicken burrito. No, nah, no chicken burrito, bro. Nope. Exactly right. Although th that may be on the menu for breakfast. Exactly. Uh, Mike Maple says Team RC Willie. Ikea makes things for munchkins. Yes, they do. Munchkins. Yes, they do. Luis Capazzo. I knew I was in trouble when the wife didn't want to pay for walnut and I had to build my dining room table out of alder. Oof. Okay. Uh, Anthony says this channel can't handle opinions. What are you talking about? What, 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 what opinion mean, can't bro? handle? What are you talking about? What do, you know. Uh, Jordan says, a key instruction. I read that one. My, my bad. Uh, let's see. It's hard to strip an Allen wrench head. Did I misspell any of that? Wow. Boy, Damn, like, hey, boy, just you, called, boy just called me stupid. Greg Hawkins, RC Willie is unbeaten. My dad and I used to go there on Saturdays to check out the big screen TVs and get their dollar hot dog deal. Dude, how? Okay, Again. let me. can I propose this question? How much of a difference does it make if you're offering dollar hot dogs as part of your shopping experience? Oh, Huge difference. Like Costco, RC Willie, Ikea's yes. got a whole cafe. Yes. Like, yes. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Does it not make it more palatable? Yes. All right, a couple more comments before we get to Pornhub. Lopes Van Gabe says, I hate Ikea experience, but I will build the hell out of a, a Hamsis and Lamarp. Okay, bro. Um, you know. <coughs> you know. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, anyone know of any good steak places here in Davis County? Okay, let's get I the Google machine I can't out say here. that I do. Um, Steakhouse, Davis, Davis County, County. Jutta. Uh, I can't say that I do. Um, early results. Outback Steakhouse, a okay. real original. Outback Steakhouse uh, is um, not a steakhouse. Texas Roadhouse. Okay, Texas Roadhouse is not a steakhouse. Time and Season Restaurant. Okay. Uh, Tempanyaki Japanese Steakhouse. Wait, 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 wait. Is, is Texas Roadhouse, your former employer, yeah. is Texas Roadhouse an actual steakhouse? Um, okay. It is yes and no. So, Why do you do so, this to me? Okay, the reason it is God, is because they have like please. 50 different cuts of meat. Please, and they God. are all USDA, so <laughs> technically it is a steakhouse. If you're asking me about a steakhouse, hell no, no that is not a steakhouse. No, it's not a steakhouse. Now, their buns, incredible. Absolutely incredible. What do the women that work there have to do with anything? Their buns are absolutely amazing. Okay. All right. Um, Alan says, uh, Andy H. says, Allen Wrench drill attachment is invaluable. Oh. Wish I had one. Thank you. Luis says, uh, got to keep the wife happy. Happy Seriously. wife, happy life, Seriously. man. Seriously. 
Um, Ken says, I love how people don't think Stock was not the greatest point guard to ever play the game. He wasn't. Yeah, he and, wasn't. And, so I'm not really sure. Uh, Giggity gives us a $20 tip and says, happy birthday, Jake. Chicken burritos on me. I oh, appreciate you, Giggity. You. Appreciate you, bro. Look at you, man. Appreciate you, man. Look at you. Uh, let's oh, see. Oh, Ruff's official. Hey, how about that? Uh, Tucano's in Farmington. Okay. Have never been. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, you could offer me a free hot dog while buying a uh, flame piece of turd and I go. Seriously. Yeah, seriously. You know what I mean? Seriously. Like, come on. Man, I, I, I'm telling you, though, hot dogs are terrible for you, but you give me a so Tosco good, hot dude. dog, I'm on it. Oh, it's so good. I'm on it. I am on it. Uh, brother says $20. Boom, boom. Boom, Hell yeah. boom. Bada, boom, bada, bing. Hell yeah. Hey, Brent duck season. Worst duck season. I want my birthday gift. Yeah, we need the like full family reunion. Uh, Brett Burnett says, is that true? Jake's B-Day today? Sunday, Sunday. is Jake's birthday. Sunday. Uh, and, whoa. Comment dumb. Andy H says Longhorn is the best of the chains and it's just okay. See, that's where I'm at. Yeah. It is. I totally agree with that. Brent Burnett says Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. That's bang, bang. That's, that's Sunday. That's a steakhouse. We'll be there Sunday. Let's go. Yeah. Mastro's Ocean Club is number one for me. Yes. Ruth's Chris is number two. Although I'm going back to the scene of the colon crime. Yeah, but see, you learned your lesson. You learned your lesson. Do now, not... are you confident? Because this was a debate. Now, for all the all of you new folks on the show, oh God. last year we go to Mastro's, dry aged beef. That didn't really work out for my guys, Colin. Okay, this year or we're going back. Sheets. We're going back. This year he is not going to get dry aged beef. He's going to get regular, like I did. He'll be fine. But the question remains: Are you going to get the salad? Because no. the salad was a suspect it in you getting sick. It was the Thousand Island dressing. I think that towed me up. I'm going to get a New York strip, and I'm going to get four pieces of shrimp. Just and get get the chopped salad with ranch. I think that's what I'm doing because I think it was the dressing. And I'll never eat dry-aged beef again, ever. Uh, Jaron Eccles says, I'll go anywhere for a dollar hot dog. Yeah, you see what I mean? But, like, the, but does that mean um, that you will go to Pornhub for a dollar hot dog? Dude. That's a euphemism. So, okay, so let's get into this Pornhub thing. Yeah. Because now... And I freely admit this and go ahead and mock me. It's totally fine. I am not a porn guy. I'm not somebody that consumes <laughs> pornography. I am I am one of the neocon, you know, lefty libtards. Yes, yes, yes. I believe that pornography melts your brain. I think it ruins relationships. I think it creates unreasonable expectations for dilly, young men. Dilly. But I know that a ton of people in this country consume porn. And I get it. My question is, before Jake starts reading all of these searches, because the list of the top searches in every state on Pornhub is out, why do people pay for pornography? If Pornhub is supposedly this great free pornography site, right. and they say it is, right. why are you paying for OnlyFans? Somebody needs to explain that to me. Simple. A, I'm not paying for porn. B, if this site's free, why do you go somewhere because, else and pay okay, for it? Okay, here's what you're missing on. The, the, the reason OnlyFans has taken off the way it has is because on OnlyFans, you can get into the DM section and you can ask whatever channel or you know whoever the hell you're watching or whatever. You can ask that person to do something specific. You can act like there's a, there's a, a, a relatability factor that OnlyFans has has capitalized okay, so on. let me get this right yeah so then then OnlyFans and it, it's OnlyFans yeah 
is for the guy who doesn't know how to talk to women in person. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's what OnlyFans is for. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And I understand. Look, if you're single and yeah. you're lonely and you're yeah. sleeping in the dark, okay, cool. Crank up the Pornhub machine. All right. Maybe I understand that. Right. I'm never paying for pornography. And bro, if you don't have even the slightest bit of game, which says you can't go talk to somebody that you're willing to pay for porn. You got to be, I think it's a bigger problem. <laughs> I am not judging anybody. I get it. Eric C says, God damn, Jake's a, Jake's an expert on OnlyFans. I know, have you ever paid for OnlyFans? I have not. I have not. Would a you? lot of my boys at Yelp have. A lot really? of my boys at the Yelpatory have. Yes. I got it. Man, working in sales, working in the sales environment. Dude, there your is, brain needs, needs the release. And a lot of guys use OnlyFans for that. There is not a lot of moral compasses in the sales industry, especially no. in sales farms. Nope. Nope. Okay. Nope. All right. So let's get into the top searches. What was the number one search nationally the, on Pornhub? The number one search nationally on Pornhub was lesbian. Number one search. Is that true? Yeah. The most searched term in the United States okay. in 2022 on Pornhub was lesbian. That's crazy. Also, the most viewed category was lesbian. So clearly our country has a thing for this. So dudes have an obsession with, with lesbians. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Now, here's what I think is fascinating. I can, I can understand that. The time of day, before I tell you the, the number one searches by state, right? The time of day thing's really fascinating. Now, obviously, just generally speaking, more of this content is consumed at night, obviously, right? But what's really interesting is you have this, this subsect, this this secondary time in the late afternoon. So are you a guy in the late? What time is late afternoon? Four, four and five o'clock. Who's watching porn at and, four o'clock in the and afternoon? Specifically on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Who is what? It's a you guy. Know who, you know who it is? I bet. This is just a guess. This is Buddy the Burger Flipper who's, who's getting ready to go before his night shift. That's what I think it is. There is a so that's one of the busiest times is Least four o'clock in the afternoon. Day is Friday. Well, hopefully everybody's out trying to make porn, not watch porn. I guess. So at weekday afternoons, what's the busiest time? Um, busiest time is eleven p.m. Well, that's not surprising. And busiest day is Monday. That's not surprising at all. Yeah. Four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, dude. Like as if you don't have anything else better to do. Dude, uh, again, and I'm not. If you watch porn, I am not judging you. Do you? I am a free believer in do what you want. Smoke weed, drink booze, watch porn. Hey, right. knock yourself out. Right. I'm telling you right now, if you have, if you're free at four o'clock in the afternoon to watch porn, you got to reevaluate your life. Because you should be, I'm serious. You should be at work. You should be at the gym. You should be. You see, I'm a guy of simple taste. Going for a walk. If you're watching porn in numbers at four o'clock in the afternoon, you got a problem, dude. Like, and I'm, I know that's judgmental, but God damn, four o'clock in the afternoon. On a Monday. Stop, you got other stuff you should be doing. Okay, now here's some, here's some, actually, let's go comments first. Comments first. Yeah. Fat Jesus just said, 4 p.m. What else are you doing, uh, are you going to do when stuck in traffic on your way home? Yeah, Stop maybe, it. Maybe People do not dude, watch maybe, porn maybe driving. Maybe you tinted your Tesla and you're in autopilot mode and you just Stop want to get it. after it. Get out of here. People don't do that. <laughs> do you? Re are there oh people who have you ever watched porn driving? No, 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 no. Nope. Good Lord. Uh, Brett Burnett says free to do whatever you uh, uh, free to do whatever, but not without consequences. Sounds like free comes with a cost. Seriously. Salty Drunk says 4 p.m. is teens rushing home after school. Daddy, 
That could be. Jaron Eccles says cranking went out at four after a full day of day trading. Oh my God, just like that. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, did you say cranking one out? <laughs> best best uh best nomenclatures for cranking one out. <laughs> Strengthening your forearm? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um let's see. Where is Wow, you guys are really into this. Uh, let's see. Um, what does that and, say? <laughs> Andy H. says, stepmom helps stepson has to be number one in Florida. Okay, let's see what Florida's got. Is stepmom porn a big thing? Uh, I get, sure, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I feel totally naive about this. Uh, yeah, that's not going to be what Florida's number one is. <laughs> I got news for you, bud. Be gentle. Yeah, what is Florida's I, number uh, one? Florida's number one is going to be BBC. If you don't know what that means, you're going to have to look it up because I'm not saying it. Should I know what that means? I'm not saying it. Okay. I'm not saying it. All right. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> Christmas Spirit Gabriel says, brah, at four in the afternoon. Yeah, that's, my <laughs> that's my point. That's my point. That's what I'm saying. Brandon Butler says, marriage is just paying to be in porn. Well, that could be. Uh, Christmas says, you're preaching to the gospel right now, my guy. Uh, Brett Burnett says marriage is a lot more than just that. It is. See, like, <coughs> I think we as men have so much dysfunction in our marriage sexually that we struggle with it, that we, I think it creates frustration in men. Mm -hmm. Oh, right? 100%. Like, yeah. 100%. The dysfunction. Yeah. In, and this is why I always tell you, don't be in a hurry to get married. The dysfunction in your sex life is in every relationship. It's simply, do you choose to talk about it and address it? Or do you just let it go? No, but I will with your wife. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, man, I'm telling you, uh, Andy H agrees. It's after school teens. Okay. Okay. Uh, I don't, I don't disagree with that. Ranking one out has to be one of the best ones I've heard. Phenomenal. <laughs> Phenomenal. Brett Burnett says people watch porn even when they're not watching. Uh, okay. Okay. What do you mean by that? Eric C says, how's NorCal today? Roughs you lucky, filthy animal. Man, dude, I cannot wait to get to Tahoe next week. Uh, Ken Williams says, ha ha, Jake seems to be an expert. Yeah, that joke is played. Oh, I know what BBC means. Oh, yeah, we can't say that on yeah, the show. Yeah, I can't say that. Dude. Jake can't watch porn when driving. His car drowns out the quality audio. Yeah, well, you know what I mean? I mean, they're, Jake, Jake, they're not. <laughs> By the way, that's porn for Jake right there. Yeah. That's oh, my like God, just like that. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, Teddy Wayman says, I'm interested in what Utah's top search is, Jake. Let's what, hear Teddy, it. Teddy, why don't you take a guess, my guy? Why don't you take a guess? Be gentle, again, with the terminology. The, what is the number one search? Mormon. Swear to God, not even making it up. Mormon. Wait a minute. The number one search on Pornhub in the state, in of, the Utah state of Utah, is, Utah Mormon? is Mormon? Yep. And to add to Come the on, fire... That's disappointing. To add to the fire, Utah... The average watch time is nine minutes and 52 seconds. Is that a lot? Uh, that's actually tied for the least, but the longest in the country is Alabama at 11 minutes and 22 seconds. <laughs> you're never getting that time. If you're watching porn for 11 minutes, is that search time or like actually watching? You fucking donkey. <laughs> 
And by the way, wait a minute. Don't skip the lead. The number one Pornhub search term in Utah is Mormon. Mormon, Mormon. yes. You yes. guys got to get out of the house more. Yes. Yes. You're some searching. Other, oh, my God. Some other ones. Uh, Washington is Fleshlight. What? <laughs> now, wait, I know, wait a I minute. Know. Wait a minute. Uh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> okay. So you're a dude and you're a... Uh, uh, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> See, you're a dude on Pornhub in the state of Washington on Pornhub searching for a flashlight. Um, um, Is that a how-to video? Um, Are you kidding me right now? Oh, my God. Come on. Come on. Now, Come on. Now, for all of my Packer fans, all of my all of my AR-12s. Stop it. All of my Wiscos, all of my Cheeseheads. Fleshlight. Wisconsin's. Oh, God. Top term. Wait, wait, wait. Let, let me guess. Um, Badger. No. Nope. Try again. Try again. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, no, close. It's pegging. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I give up. I give up. Um, I honest, Honestly, I give um, up. I'm Wisconsin. Dude. Guy, you should be wiped out. If you're... If, <laughs> dude, and you thought Fleshlight was a problem? Is that a real question? Wisconsin's number one yes. search term on Pornhub is pegging. Pegging, yes. 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 In fact. So, I, I Somebody help me, dude. Well, like, How many dudes are searching for pegging? Is that Bro. not like, like, is that not? Yeah, it's cringe. Like, it's cringe. Dude. So are there a lot of dudes watching other dudes do their own dude? People dude. are misinterpreting what I'm saying. Is that what that is? What are we doing? You got, what, you Bro, guys. Can I, do we have any people in the chat from Wisconsin? I need an explanation on why why people are searching for pegging in Wisconsin. Jared Eccles says every new listener on this show is so confused right now. <laughs> what are we doing? Duck season! Duck season from what? Oh, no, that's Oregon. Uh, All right, go back wait, to being. Wait, so wait, hold on, wait. Let me let me pull up Oregon's. Uh, yeah, well, so for duck season, here's the number one search term on oh, Pornhub in so Oregon. Fitting. Furry. Furry. What does furry mean? Is furry a sex term that I'm unaware of? Fuzzy mug? Oh, furry. stop it. Stop it. That's not a female term. Nobody, oh man, I went that that chick was so hot. She was furry. You gotta f one, marry stop one, it. kill one. Go. Stop it. Stop it. No way. No way. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh <laughs> brother, it says, what, Jake? Are you kidding me? No, no. dude. Pegging for Wisconsin. Giggity says, is Oregon's top search beaver? No, apparently not. No, it's furry. <laughs> Christmas uh, Spirit Gabriel says, Monty officially gives up. Poor Wisconsin. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, love has no bounds and means far more than what we realize. Apparently. Having fun is the name of the game. Apparently. My God. I don't even. Luis says, we got to get back to sports. Yeah, after that Wisconsin bomb. <laughs> Good Lord. I don't, uh, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it either. I don't dude. get it. Jeremy I, I really Bolton. don't understand. What is happening here? The numbers, uh, the numbers search at Tanner's place is Mormons soaking. Well, do we really in Utah search Pornhub for Mormons? Apparently, yeah. Apparently, wouldn't you search for Catholics? Like, are you kidding me right now? Can you like that makes no? I'm so confused.
Yeah. I, I am what, so confused. I am so confused by this. Yeah, dude. I, I, so anyway, well, Kay, I just thought these were fascinating. Kay says everyone can't be Zacky. Well, boy. well, that he, he's not wrong, right? <laughs> to which Brent Burnett says, no, no, no. No, no, no. Tom says there are furry conventions. Well, okay. Okay, Tom. I don't want to know. Tom. I don't want to know. you're not doing this to us today, bro. Lopes Van Gabe says Arizona's number one search is Haboob, right? What's well, Arizona, let's see, Jake? Let's see what Arizona's is. That's, that's a good question. Okay. Uh, no, Arizona's is shower. What is wrong with you? You're searching Pornhub for the word shower? We get it. We get it. It's hot in Phoenix. We get it. These don't make... I don't believe this is true. I don't believe that's true. Ain't nobody searching for shower sex in Arizona. It is wouldn't it be? Out. Wouldn't it be pool sex? Wouldn't it be ocean sex? Wouldn't it be... You want to shower? What? <coughs> and then Wisconsin. Come on. Like... <laughs> How? How? I'm serious. I'm serious. Wisconsin should be wiped off the map. There's yeah. nothing redeemable in Wisconsin now. <laughs> it, it, it just it just isn't. It should the no. Christmas Spirit Gabriel wants to know the top search in Colorado because he's moving there. Goth. Goth porn. Marilyn Manson in porn. Are you goth, Christmas Spirit? Come on, man. Did you know? Um, Andy H says Mormon schoolgirls. Come on. Come Bro, on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Jaron Eccles says, so anyway, stop at your local barbecue pit stop and get some high quality <laughs> rub for your meat. <laughs> this is insanity. <laughs> this is, I don't believe this. I don't believe this. I, I don't believe it even, even a little bit. Yeah. I, I'm no. So there you Sorry, go. Man. I hope you guys had a good laugh. I thought that was funny as hell. I thought that that was more than, more than welcome on the show. I am absolutely fascinated, yeah. fascinated by Oregon and or by Washington and Wisconsin. Pegging, dude. How? But even more to the point, if you're in Utah and you're looking at porn, you're going oh, to hell shit. because you're searching for Mormon. What does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? Anyway, <laughs> I'm I'm so confused by it. And then mm. finally, because we talked about porn, yeah. TLC has a new show called Milf Manor. I kid you not. We're going to end the week with Milf Manor. Yeah. And here's the question that I have. Who greenlit this show? Milf Manor is a show that has divorced women with children that are supposedly hot and sexy. <laughs> Living in a mansion with young single dudes who like older women. <laughs> <laughs> Executive producer Lisa Wilson. Um, Old women who like young guys with abs. Get it on. Isn't that called the Housewives of Salt Lake City? Yes, like, yes, yes. Isn't that what the, those shows are? Like, do we really need this from the Learning Channel, TLC? Is the new home for MILF Manor. Look, there's there's sex ed happening here. These guys just need to learn, you know? This is one of those things where I just want to say, what is our fascination in this country? Because men don't watch TLC. No. Tell me It's a it's a it's viewed by women mostly. Tell me that as a man you would watch MILF Manor. I'm not watching. Yeah, sorry. I'll be watching college football and smoking wings, okay? I don't buy 
that the learning channel feels like there's a huge audience for MILF Manor. And furthermore, how desperate and thirsty are you if you're like, oh yeah, there's a show called MILF Manor I think I'm going to try out. And it's very powerful. <laughs> like, wait. I don't understand the thought. Who who at TLC, this is a serious question. Who at TLC was like, oh, we got to have that hey show. Guys. Hey, guys. Oh, that concept, amazing. Hey, guys. Got to have that show. Is, isn't MILF Manor like a Fox show? Isn't that like a, a, a isn't that like a, a Hulu Paramount Network show? That's not yeah. a learning Pause, channel show. Pause. What, Blue's Clues wasn't available for you, TLC? What, so Dora the Explorer we, wasn't so, educational enough? So we went with MILF Manor because we couldn't get, you know, where is Carmen San Diego? So we had to go with MILF Manor. What's wrong? Cooking with Jimmy wasn't available. Like, what shows are we picking from? It's the Learning Channel. What? What? Who's next with a porn show? National Geographic. We go from Shark Week to MILF hunting. What? Like, what are we doing? Yeah. This it's the what Bear Grylls wasn't available for a nature show. Bear Grylls, he invades the MILF Manor. <laughs> like, what are and we no, doing? Pegging isn't part of the show. <laughs> Bear Grylls and his fleshlight invade MILF Manor. <laughs> it's on at four o'clock on Monday afternoon, only in Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are we doing? What are we doing with MILF Manor? You can't get reruns of Chicago PD or Chicago Fire or Chicago Med or something that has to do with Chicago? <laughs> we got to go MILF Manor? What, Happy Days reruns aren't good enough for you? Is it that I Love Lucy is in syndication somewhere else? So you went with MILF Manor? You did the TLC developed this show. The Learning Channel and its parent company developed MILF Manor. And I just don't understand it. Like, what are we doing with MILF Manor? Please. What, a retread of Temptation Island wasn't available? Seriously. Shouldn't that be? Isn't MILF Manor just another word? If you're a dude, isn't MILF Manor just another word for survivor? Because if you go to MILF Manor, are you not immediately under attack by MILFs? Please. Anyway. What a retaping of The Bachelorette wasn't available. <laughs> Lopes Van Gabe says, I'm only in on MILF Manor if the pool of dudes are sons of contestants. Now that is some high drama. <laughs> Mom, is that you? Meet our newest contestant, Steve from Albuquerque. Fresh off the BYU New Mexico B-Town, Steve is ready to cougar hunt. Dilly dilly. <laughs> dilly, dilly. <laughs> Mom, is that you? <laughs> Right? Isn't that like how the, how the script plays out? Dude. Come on. What are we doing, Ken Williams bro? says TLC has sister wives. Right. <laughs> Do you know how many polygamy shows there are? And yet you guys <laughs> still search Pornhub for the word Mormon. <laughs> uh, that is That might be the most baffling one. That dudes in Utah search Pornhub. The number one search term in Utah on Pornhub last year is Mormon. You and your mom are hillbillies. <laughs> what are you doing? Mom, is that you? The door's unlocked. Like, what are we doing? 
Alan Corbin says 30 Rock did a spoof called Milf Island a few years ago. Yeah, what? Seinfeld reruns weren't available for TLC? Good Lord. Uh, <laughs> Duck Season says the Lopes fan gobs. I think they are. I'm watching it. Okay. Christmas Spirit Gabriel. The show sounds like one of those cheap shows with garbage acting on some website. I've lost hope for cable TV. And they wonder why everybody's cord cutting when Milf Island or whatever it's called, (laughs) Milf Manor. Dude. Milf Manor. And we watched the trailer last night. What what F-Boy Island wasn't available for you? Seriously. Too hot to handle? Do you got uh, this has to be scripted. Has you to can't be, dude. tell me that this is reality TV. It's real. It's unscripted. It's real and raw. Brought real to you by KY raw. Jelly Lube. Like <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't understand how this gets greenlit. I'm yeah. serious. What are you watching on TV? Sports mostly. I mean Chicago PD reruns all day. I have every episode of Chicago yeah, PD. I mean, I mean I have all the SVUs. I, I mean, have. I think, I think it's the it's the NBC cop shows, right? Like so, Chicago PD, SVU, <laughs> you know, like. Andy H says Carmen Sandiego's forty eight. She's a divorcee with two kids, looking for a beefcake to peg. <laughs> <laughs> On this episode of Milf Manor, last week Buddy the accountant got pegged. K the milf cougar. Like, what are we doing? I'm medieval on your ass. What are we doing? He went into the fleshlight cave and got more than he had bargained for at Milf Manor. Like on next week's episode, an exclusive look at next week episode. Oh, hi, Patty. What's for dinner? It's an erection. Oh, Kevin, you're for dinner at Milf Manor. <laughs> right? Where the only uniform required is no uniform at all. <laughs> what are we doing? Uh, Huey Reed says Bear Grylls wouldn't escape Milf Manor unscathed. Yeah. No, he would not. <laughs> Bear, Bear Grylls defeated for the first time, mauled by a cougar. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? Oh, my God. Kay Nuren says Zach plays this week, wins, and takes the Jets to the playoffs. No, he takes the Jet down to Bil- Milf, Milf Manor. Milf is on the Jet. Celebrity appearance by <laughs> Zach Milfson. <laughs> Milf Manor, hosted yes, by us. Lisa Wilson, with a special guest appearance by her friend who's pegging her son. <laughs> Oh my God! What are we? What? Hello! Oh man, dude! Bad Jesus says I'm watching Yellowstone and then I find Yellowbone on the way. <laughs> oh my God! That's amazing! Oh my goodness, dude! I'm dead. Jared says the whole time the Maverick Center custodian has been around the corner questioning everything. <laughs> hey man! Hey, listen, big boss man. I don't know what was going on in that studio. There were too many meat stick and pegging references. But they were talking about meat stick, flashlights, and watching Pornhub in Mormon country. And some guy named Zach Milfin played football. And all the time they had on porn, it was actually not Pornhub. They were watching TLC. Okay, we're going to have to terminate them right now. Oh. Look, boss, boss, boss. Hey, man. Look, those guys up there in the Monty Show studio. Hey, Monty. Those guys up there in the Monty Show studio. They had on TLC, and there was a show called Milf Manor. 
and I saw Zach Wilson, so that's why I stopped. Oh to my watch. God, just like that. I oh. wasn't interested, but Zach Mil Mils Wilson was on the show. How could I have not watched? Did you watch? No, but well, yeah, but Zach Wilson. How's that conversation end? Um, hey, um, guys, just wanna hey, yeah, come on in the office here, guys. I'm just curious. One of the guys was up there working on the railing, um, and he was he he said you guys were watching Pornhub on TLC. Tell me about that. If you felt these balls. Okay, well, listen, um, part of the, the agreement you signed said that you wouldn't watch any uh, Zach Wilson porn. Um, and if you did, it would be on Sunday and nobody gets off on the way he plays football. So we're going to need an explanation for this. Um. Hey, man, do you know what the number one search on Pornhub in, in is? Is that a real question? No, but I uh, I search for Mormon. <laughs> Why are you searching? I, I'm, I can't get past that. Of all the things you said about Pornhub, I can't get past the fact that bros in Utah search for Mormon. I can't get past it. <laughs> Andy H. says, next week on the on MILF Island, it's Jake's birthday. <laughs> what did I give Jake for his birthday? I think that's HIPAA. No, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. I almost said it. I almost said it. Oh. I didn't say it. Uh, Christmas says, how does this show pass the FCC censors? We're not on the radio. It's YouTube. We're not on the radio. We're on MILF Manor. <laughs> Eminem says, no one gets off on watching Zach Wilson play football. <laughs> exactly right. You are not turned on by watching. Oh, Zach. Oh, my God. Jets to start Zach Wilson. I am not yeah! kidding. I am not kidding. <laughs> Jets to start Zach Wilson. Breaking news from E. Zach Wilson spent the week rehabbing at MILF Manor and now is starting on Sunday. Zach Wilson made an amazing recovery from his knee injury. He didn't go to Germany to get platelet-rich therapy. He went to MILF Manor to get pegged. God, I want you to know that this is purely for entertainment. Please forgive me. God, if you're out there... That's hysterical. Zach Wilson. Oh, as my we God, sit, dude. Does Zach Wilson owe us an apology? Well, no, we probably oh. owe him an apology. But anyway, dude. Zach Wilson is starting for the Jets. That news just came across. Oh, my God. Good Lord. All right, you should probably play the music before we get Woo. kicked out of here. Man, wow, that was a heater. <laughs> oh, thank you, everybody that watched the show. Thank you for coming in. Thank you. Manor. thank you for spending your time with us and I'm in all seriousness thank you guys so much for spending time with us uh, you are amazing uh, make sure you hit the like button if you haven't subscribed please do subscribe we'll be back Monday until Monday say goodbye Jake goodbye Jake <laughs>